The boys are live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. Don't go down to Knob Hill because we're not there. You just won't see us. you got to come up to the Heights. We're hanging out all day long till 7 o'clock. But here's the thing, friends of the show. Van's not here. I am Fred Slow alongside me, temporary van, Brandon Ortega. Brandon, how are you? Temporary van, I'll take that. Yes, star of TV and radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega. Thank you for taking the time and coming out to the program today. And you brought with you your absolute best friend on the links, but also a pretty good little soccer player and one, Chris Weehan. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to have you. Impeccable timing on the course, impeccable timing Right now, he just showed up seconds ago. It's great to have him on. Uh, New Mexico United has their home friendly on, on Saturday. What? That's right. How come I didn't get a press pass? What's the deal here, Chris? New, can you make a call? Yeah, we can, can get, get it. We can get it. Can you give me a there? What's the deal? I'll make a call. I think there's someone listening that can get you a that's, press pass. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Chris, oh, gosh, you got 5,000 season tickets sold. What are you doing over there? You're the biggest deal in the whole freaking city, and you're sitting here How's right that here feel, man? Like, that's that's a lot. I know. We we just had Peter Trevisani at our practice facility yesterday. And he no was, pressure. He, he was letting us know about that. Um, so exciting. I mean, just the fact that it's going to feel like normal again. Um, that many fans have gotten season tickets. Um, yeah. I mean, now there's a, a responsibility for us players to um, – you know, show well and, and put an exciting product on the field, and, and I think we have uh, the players to do so. He's been with United since the beginning. Chris yeah. Weehan, former Lobo, uh, New Mexico United, uh, midfielder, striker. You kind of play a little bit of both, right, uh, whenever they need you. Um, you've been with them since the beginning. Um, what do you remember about that first match, that Great first question. match, what, 2018, 2019? Feels like it was yesterday. Uh, huge crowd, almost 15,000. Maybe that's going to happen again on the 13th. What do you remember about that? Um, well, I, first of all, I remember a Devin Sandoval banger that night. Um, yeah, that was uh, it was a cold evening. I remember. I think I was in a long sleeve that night. Um, but what a what a so much adrenaline that went into that, and, and what an atmosphere that the fans put out. Uh, you know, set the standard really high um, from that from that evening and. Uh, yeah, it was a good game. Um, I think their goalkeeper made a few good saves, but I just remember uh, Devin, uh, what a moment that was for him and, and for our club. Um, just couldn't have written it any better than Devin, Devin scoring. Devin, the El Dorado grad, former Lobo himself, uh, New Mexico United veteran, uh, who we're hoping will be on the field. We'll see, we'll see soon how his recovery is going. He had some heart issues. Go ahead and give um, us some insider info right here. Just go ahead. Just. <laughs> it, that, yeah, what do you want to say? <laughs> He's smiling right now. Chris He's says, smiling. Nah, don't work Chris like is that. smiling. Devin's his boy. I was going to say, though, Devin had the first goal. You had the first touch, right, in that first match, right, didn't you? I have no idea. You don't even remember. I wow. don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, because I was filming it. You had the first touch, but, yeah, it was a, it was a neat That's deal. That's kind of cool. So, Pretty Chris, cool. I call Brandon to come in and uh, Van's on assignment today, right? So I'm like, Brandon, come sit on the show. You know, you're the star of TV and radio. You know, you're KOB's very own Brandon Ortega. You're everywhere in town except for on a billboard. What's up with that? KOB don't love you? You don't get no, no billboards? No, no. News and weather get the billboards. It's, they pay the bills. Well, so they get the, they get the billboards. We've talked about this before. It's all about Stormwatch. Yeah. Stormwatch to me is the best part of any local news broadcast. Yeah. Like Thank, thankfully, no storms to watch this weekend. It should be a clear, <laughs> clear uh, weather for Saturday, right? Noon kickoff for your guys' friendly. Yeah, yeah, noon kickoff. I haven't looked at the weather, but it's been great the last couple of days. Hopefully, that translates. Hopefully, no wind. That's always tough out on the mesa. Right. Yeah. So you guys, well, and, that, and that's what we were about to say. So it's it's not it's not where you normally play. It's not down there at the ballpark. It's not at the lab on Saturday. Yeah. It's at Mesa del Sol's. Uh, 
I mean, it's, it's just basically your guys' headquarters, your training facility, right? Yeah, they've built us, um, you know, one thing that's new this year that the fans will see is we have our own locker room out there that we just moved into the last couple of days. Um, so, you know, everything that this club is doing is moving in the right direction, and it's it's so fun to be a part of. Uh, we just moved into a brand-new facility. Um, you might have seen it on the team's social media page, but it's so we can, you know, we go to practice, and then we, we walk right out of the doors, and we're on the training field. So it's you really start to feel like a professional um, player. And that's been a progression since day one. The facilities have been growing and growing. I mean, you basically guys, you guys started from scratch when United started – uh, the first training camp and the first season, yeah, there, there was basically none of that, right, to start off? Yeah, there was, uh, you know, we had a locker room, but we were just renting space um, close to the training field, but, you know, we still had to get in our cars and drive to the field. Um, and then last year, same thing. Um, always out at Mesa del Sol, but now this year, uh, I think at the start of last year, they had the training field built, and that's just our field. So, you know, usually they have um, football or soccer games going on out at Mesa del Sol on the weekend. Uh, we have our own field now that's just for us. And then this year they got us our own locker room. So, um, you know, thanks to Peter. And, and, you know, honestly, it's a part of everyone, the fans showing up and, and uh, you know, Peter uh, spending the money to, to give us our own well, facility. And, so. and talking about the growth of the team, not just to play in the field, but, like, you have experience elsewhere, right? Like Reno and OC and some of these other things you've done. Talk a little bit about, like, the advancement of United and why it stands unique as far as what it's doing to constantly move the product on the field forward, but also the involvement in the community and the way that this thing's been able to grow everything that's not inside the painted lines. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one thing that speaks to me in that is is the amount of staff that I think has been hired over the years. Um, you know, you know, Peter started a foundation, and now he's got, you know, three, four, four uh, you know, former player David Estrada working as right. uh, someone in the Someone She Knows Foundation. And, uh, you know, there's there's people that are in all these different roles now, and that just allows the club to, to grow and to to reach different aspects that uh, wasn't the case year one. You know, there was a team and, and the staff, uh, uh, coaching staff and, you know, front office staff, but now there's so many different aspects that they just brought their uh, merchandise in-house. So it's awesome to see him hire a lot of people in a lot of different aspects to grow the organization. Hyper-local, too. Like yeah. New Mexico natives all over that front office, New Mexico businesses collaborating with you guys. What's been... If you could pick like a favorite collaboration you've seen United do, whether it be community arts, whether it be nonprofit stuff, I, I imagine you, you've been a part of a couple of them over the years. Yeah, the um, you know I think the most exciting thing is got to be uh, the Someone She Knows Foundation. Um, you know, actually, when I was in college, I did an internship at the uh, Albuquerque Community Foundation, and uh, David or uh, Peter snagged Chanel Wees from from the community foundation to run the Soma Chinos Foundation and I think just like the amount of and then David Estrada just just what they're doing in terms of the community clinics and the academy that the that academy that, that is, feeding is funded into. through that which which um, you know the fact that these kids can play for the academy and not have to pay anything out of pocket and all the travel is covered that's incredible and and uh, you know you know that's one big argument in soccer across across the country is the pay for play um, you know, model and the fact that these ruining kids youth sports, ruining youth sports. <laughs> I'll talk about this all day long. Well, <laughs> I uh, hate it. Well, so there's a, a great story already through that academy in Christian Nava, who signed the first professional contract out of the academy, an Albuquerque high native, a state champion, 
when he was a sophomore with the Bulldogs. You've probably got to know him a whole lot better since he, he came back from the OC. Yeah, when I came back uh, from Orange County, um, I got to know him a little bit, but this, this preseason has been, I think, the coolest thing for me is, is growing my relationship with him. You know, we, we, we roomed together when we were in San Diego. Um, our lockers are right next to each other right now. And, and um, just to see how much more confident he is this year com- as uh, from last year is, yeah. is exponential. And, it was a uh, big leap he, he made last season. Yeah, definitely a big leap. And, uh, you know, he continues to make grounds, and, and, and I'm going to push him every day. And, and um, I feel like our relationship has, has grown a lot, and, and he's a really good kid. A lot of big things ahead of him. Continuing on that idea of growth, what do we, is this fourth season? Am I doing the right? Mm-hmm. Fourth season, Going right? into the fourth season. So we're going into the fourth season. So let's pro- everyone always says ten, right? But let's project out six years then. So where is like a New Mexico United team in six years from now? Season ten. What is New Mexico United from where it was? What is that advancement as you see it through the eyes of a player? Well, how, Real quick, how many USL teams have been around for ten years at this point? Are there like – are there any? Well, there's yeah. Some, yeah, there's some Godfathers there's out there. There's definitely, yeah. I think. Uh, Legacy like, teams. Yeah, like yeah, Charleston Battery, mm-hmm. I think Orange County. And when did it, do you remember when it started? What year it started? I don't remember when it started. Yeah, but you saw a decade or so of history within the league. Yeah, so I'm sure you've seen those teams grow into what they are yeah. now. Yeah, can, can you see a, a United, yeah, become, what, you know, what, like, these, like Louisville and you know, Indy and these other uh, Eastern Conference teams especially have you know, really grown? Yeah, I think I think ten years from now, hopefully you see it, you see a beautiful stadium um, in Albuquerque. I think you see you see training facilities grow. Um, you know, I think hopefully there's a facility for the academy on its own, and then for the first team on its own. Um, you know, obviously the stadium is is a big thing, and then hopefully the league as a whole. You know, if you keep having teams like New Mexico United, you know, as the front runner pushing and, and setting the standard, like a Louisville has done. Um, hopefully the league comes up with it you know i think that's the biggest thing i think new mexico united continues to grow as the league continues to grow is that a conversation amongst players like when because i know you connect with the boys on other teams and you have those relationships is there a conversation about the united and and the way it appeals to the fan base and kind of the energy it has in the city are people to lack of a better word envious of it people around other players um yeah i think so um you know obviously you know, Especially my, the rapid growth, too. It was, yeah. it was a very quick growth in the, in the first season. Yeah. I mean, just speaking from experience, um, when I went to Orange County, it just just didn't feel like it meant as much. Um, you know, obviously, we're doing the same thing. We're playing soccer. But out there, there's so much going on. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like here it, it means something special to the people. You know, um, when we even – not just the wins and the losses, but being out in the community and, and, and showing face and, and, you know, hopefully providing a positive light and, and energy to the community. I think that, like, means the most to the people here. And, and that just makes playing and wearing this badge that much more special. We're live at O'Neill's. Chris Weehan is sitting with us. So actually, we're going to keep you over for just a little bit because we're going to talk about the friendly coming up on Saturday. We're going to talk about, obviously, the season's about to start. And if I go an entire United conversation without talking about how much I hate El Paso, nice. I will be more upset than any broadcaster in the history and, of the product. And, and a quick tease, we have a golf story Woo-hoo. airing on KOB with Chris tomorrow that we'll talk a little bit more about, too. Very excited about that. Thank you for New Mexico Pinon for letting me start my day with them. And obviously the YMCA Central New Mexico that I can't get Brandon to come out to even one day a we week. We played horse last week. You lost at horse last mm, week. First game, and then I won the next two. All right, you so. won a pig. Doesn't even count. <laughs> two men on live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. More with Chris Weehan after this.
95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, my God. Is that Chris Weehan at the table of two men on live at O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights? I can't believe this. This show's big time now, said David Carl as he walks in late. The great David Carl. Yeah, former Lobo, New Mexico United superstar, Chris Weehan, two men on. We got David Carl just getting the headset on of New Mexico United. What's up, Dave? Doing well. Uh, I think Holly would have been a way more interesting guest than I would have. We tried to get her on it, but she was like, nah, I just want to hear it. Uh, I heard you mention Brandon Ortega does not have a billboard. Uh, first of all, it's a crime. Second of all, as you were saying that, <laughs> I, love everything I was about this. driving by a billboard with this man on it. There you go. <laughs> who, who deserves one. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you. I feel like we should go fund me. <laughs> That's the best friend's billboard. Biggest for me waste of money ever. Yeah, how can that. that be a waste don't of money? Do that. No. I'll spend a lot of my money on that. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Uh, here's what we do. We go fund me. And everything we raise over the dollar amount of the billboard, we make a donation to Locker 505. This Give it all to pl- 505. I this don't want a billboard. Don't do that. Don't all right, do that. what if on the billboard we also put Locker 505? I don't understand why you hate helping people. Let's, let's talk United. Let's, <laughs> let's talk. Why does Brandon Ortega hate the community? Yeah. This what? is this, this <laughs> the last I, I don't want a billboard. That, that doesn't help anything. I mean, it helps the kids. We just talked about it. You're literally you're not even being a listener right now. Van's not here. Chris Weehan joining us. We're talking about the friendly coming up. Uh, Northern Colorado hailstorm on Saturday. That's going to be a lot of fun, obviously. Noon kickoff. Uh, noon kickoff. That's going to go well. Uh, so we're going to see like like 45 different players for the United and a bunch of guys that might not play midseason and maybe get to get out there and, and the fans are going to love it, that kind of thing? No. I think that's the plan. <laughs> no. no. That's not the plan at all. Oh, man, we got to work on our media training. Um, no, we are excited to, to be out there. Though. We're going to have – yes, our guys are going to get chances, but I, I wouldn't be surprised, and Bees, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you know this better than anybody, though. Um, I think we have such a deep squad this year, I think deeper than we've ever had. We've brought in so many – we have nine new players, which is the most we've ever had going yes. into a season. Um, and these guys are going to play. You know, Beezer's going to be out there, but he's going to be flanked by maybe a different guy every day. I mean, it could be Jerome one day. It could be uh, Nico the next day. It could be Devin. Hopefully, if we can get him back on the pitch, um, you know, it, it's going to be Nava. It's going to rotate a ton. Um, and so you're going to get the opportunity to see these guys before the season starts. It's exciting. Yeah, Sounds to me like you're just doing stretches in the beginning, Chris. Is that oh what I just God. heard? So I just well, heard. you know, I'm curious. Training camp, you spent a good amount in San Diego. All the friendlies have been on the road. So I imagine you've got to know the new guys quite a bit over that course of time. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big San Diego was a big bonding um, time. Not only was it good for for the soccer aspect, but we spent a lot of time. We had every meal, three meals together for sixteen days, so we we got to know each other very well. It was really good. Let's talk about. Um, I mean, let's let's stay Just on the news. Just do it. Let's, let's talk let's, about your news let's story. Stay, let's you stay on talk, the news. No, let's talk about your golf thing. Well, it's let's, the whole reason we're here. You're better at segues than that. Well, I'm let's, way let's, better let's than go, you are. Let's go one more United question because Four. there's nine new guys the most franchises ever added to begin a season what is the biggest challenge in that in, in implementing so many new faces you know what where, what their role is going to be i mean that's something i imagine it's going to take a, a good amount of time to figure follow out follow up can you pronounce all their names that's the <laughs> question brandon chris <laughs> i can pronounce all their names maybe not last names but first names i can uh, no, I think that, um, you know, there's a few different aspects to your question. Uh, one is, is the cohesiveness of the group, how we're going to mesh together and, and how quickly can we do that. Um, when you have new players in, in different positions, that takes some time. Um, but secondly, the other challenge to that is not something that's going to be my, my responsibility, but that's, um, you know, playing time. And, and when you have as much depth, 
it, it allows for a lot of competition in different areas, but that's um, going to make Zach's job that much harder um, picking a lineup come come week one. And um, but you know, iron sharpens iron, and so you know the the more players you have at more positions, and the quality of players that go up, um, you know that just makes everyone better. Chris Weehan, former Lobo, New Mexico United superstar, on with us, two men on. So the only place I've seen you away from a United practice or a United match is the golf course. You were at Arroyo do Oso years ago practicing, and from that moment on I was like, this dude, I could tell, he, you were just chipping. You weren't even, like, playing. You were just spending I don't know how much time chipping and putting. I could tell you took it seriously, so – Years later to now, this past week, we finally got to do a fun story with you on the course uh, at UNM's championship course. Uh, talk about how you're a scratch golfer and can be professional. <laughs> yeah, just how you're awesome and everything yes. you try, Chris. I it, mean, yeah, yeah, he was really good, by the way. And uh, there's going to be a story yeah. tomorrow at 6 p.m. on KOB showcasing his skills. But just like the fun we had being at the Lobos facility, you've never got to see where the Lobo men's and women's golf team get to play who – are one of the best in the nation year in and year out. And how also, Chris, the United are fortunate that you choose to play soccer professionally instead of golf because you're the most gifted athlete in the city. Can you please hit on that? It's interesting to be better at two sports than most of us are at any sport. Yeah, what is that like? Yeah, it's not cool, dude. <laughs> it is not cool. No, I think, uh, you know, playing soccer, I've been fortunate that, that um, it allows for some free afternoons and some, <laughs> some midweek days off as my wife's rolling her eyes. Um <laughs> No, it's, um, you know, I don't know. I've, I've fallen in love with the sport. And, and one aspect that I've fallen in love with is playing uh, with different people and, and just being out there and having a good time and getting to know to know people. So that was a lot of fun yesterday. Thanks for thanks for doing that. Oh, no problem. How yeah. bad did you beat Brandon and did he cry? <laughs> you got to go to my Instagram to see Thank that. You. It's on, Insta- it's on okay, what is it, uh, Weehan underscore 14? Yeah. Yeah, on his Instagram. So you've been doing these one-hole matches. You just started this little uh, video content on your Instagram. How did that idea come about, and, and what, what, what do you have planned for it? you got some stuff lined up for it. The idea came about um, when I was playing with my brother um, and, and trying to do like – Charlie, little, who also yeah, plays in the USL. Mm-hmm. Trying to do a little story with him. Um, we were playing – played a little one-hole match together. But, um, you know, I'm just still like messing around with it. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, it's just something that I'm, that I'm trying to do, and, you know, I, I haven't been – particularly fond of social media but you know being an athlete and and having somewhat of a spotlight i i should showcase that more i guess that's societal pressure that i have um so i've just been trying to do some guests and and play a little one hole match against uh against some people so I'll, I'll feature on some 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 more people soon maybe someone sitting at this table too so let me throw down the gauntlet then chris me and you one v one one whole playoff Hinkle Family Fun Center. <laughs> so what we do. Have you been there? Yeah. The mini golf? I haven't been there So yet. what we do is we play the mini golf. And I obviously I'm going to stop the you. Only, I mean, it's the only chance you have, by the, the way. I'm not saying it's not. I'll, be, I'll beat you at mini golf. The, <laughs> sorry. So now we it's all become, need to go right now. So now it's become a tandem. So you, and I'll let you take Brandon, but you can have your pick. Whereas me and David Carl at Hinkle. And I'm going to mop the floor with you boys. Um, just, I'm going to put it out there like this. And loser, uh, something, something, something for Locker 505. We'll figure yeah. out what it is. And the Somos Unidos Foundation. And there the Somos Unidos oh, Foundation. That's, that's the plan. That's Let's Dave do it. Gets paid yeah. the big I'm down. Right I'm there. down for that. Cool. And uh, we'll let Van videotape or something because he doesn't get to play. 
Yeah, he's good. He's got steady hands. That's the way it should be. (laughs) This Saturday you got the big game. So what's up? We can just go out and watch. You got to buy tickets. What's what's the deal this weekend? Yeah, ten dollars tickets with the proceeds benefiting the Somos Unidos Foundation, which we're really really proud of. Um, There's going to be new merch out there. Uh, There's going to be obviously a bunch of food trucks, which will be a lot of fun as well. Have you seen this new merch yet? How's the new kit? You, you, hey, he had it hey. on today. He had it hey. on today. How's it look? How'd you know he had it on today? Hey, how's it he look? told us. Oh, my gosh. Chris, Chris. He didn't show us. Yeah, no, no. He yeah. just told hey, us. How's it look? Come on. It's nice. You know, it's uh, some similarities and some, some unique features. It's, it's a really nice kit, both of them. I'm going to see it Saturday for the first time. I don't think so. Oh, oh, no, no, the friendlies. They, yeah, the friendlies, they don't put the. Where were the, tra- where were the training kits on Saturday? You guys training are the kits. Worst. Yeah. Teasing me all the time. That's all right. There'll be plenty but, next week. But there will be merch on sale. There will be new merch on sale okay. uh, come okay. Saturday. Really good stuff. <laughs> Fans will be out there tailgating early kickoffs at 12. Um, the locker room is, is pretty much done, so you can see it from the outside. We're going to do, by the way, a tour coming up on the inside. Oh, in a, cool. In a week or two. Uh, yeah. Should be a lot of fun so people can see inside as well. I like that. I, I, season ends in October. Maybe we do like a little haunted house or something out there. i got a oh. lot of plans here, Dave. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> book, book it. <laughs> Chris Weehan joining us on the program. We're talking soccer and golf. Uh, your story runs tomorrow? Yeah, KOB, 6 p.m. Check out Chris hanging out with me at the Lobo Golf Facility. We had some fun putting that together. Uh, some beautiful photography by our, our photographer, Aaron Johnson. I can't stress enough how well he shot that. And uh, yeah, Chris is just a ton of fun to hang out with, and he just happens to be an awesome golfer, too. How, do, he, other, how do other golfers feel while you guys are out there with a the camera crew? They just like, it was a private thing. Like, we're the only ones out there. Oh, my yeah, God. Wow. Like, this it was, guy. Yeah, no, okay. we, we got it hooked up. To be rich was, and have connections, mm-hmm. man. No, it was just like a, hey, look, Chris is a former Lobo. He loves golf. Mm-hmm. Can he come check it out? And then the women's coach, Jill Trujillo, Very who's, nice. who's yeah. built that program yeah. to an amazing level, uh, hooked him up with the Lobo headset. What was it? Head cover. Head cover. Is it like a Lobo Louie? No, They no. should do that. They should that, do a Lobo they, Louie They should cover. do that. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was a really nice head cover. Yeah, she and was some, awesome. And uh, some Lobo uh, golf balls. Yeah. That's nice. That's great. It was a fun time. Oh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Opens yeah. on the road Sunday, March 13th at Las Vegas. Obviously, we'll handle business there. and then At home. That's home. So oh, first home first and only home friendly. I did this no, the last no. time, too. Yeah, so home, on, home opener is March 13th at the lab. Yeah. We want you there. Uh, we've already, as, as you mentioned earlier, sold over 5,000 season tickets and several more single-game tickets. We're going to be uh, in the six figures for that match, so get your tickets. And then I'm going to put together a small consortium to go down to El Paso, which I hate so very much. I'll see you there. To bring the energy that they deserve from me, which is vile, which is ridicule, <laughs> which is me as strong as I possibly can verbally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You and the curse, man. Running them through the mud entirely because I hate everything about El Paso. The city, the sports, the culture, the food, uh, nothing redeemable. You and I can talk smack in the stands and Beasel Deuce talking on the field. Yeah. Did we miss anything, boys? I don't think so. Excited to see you guys out there. Like I said, preseason this weekend and home opener next week. We're excited. Saturday noon, Mesa del Sol. That's right. Be there. Tickets are helpful uh, to the Somos Unidos Foundation. Give me that Instagram one more time so everyone can see you beat Brandon, please. I think it's Weehan underscore 14. You wearing 41 this year or 14? I'm wearing 41. That's so sweet. 41 is such a sweet number. I'm really into, like, non-traditional numbers. And I can't think of – can you think of another, like, famous 41? That's that's a unique number. You guys talk about it. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, I mean, if I go baseball. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we could could have that conversation. Give me one. I can think of famous 42 in baseball. Well, there's there's an affamed 42. Yeah. Uh, In 41, yeah. um, Off the top of my head, no one. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I was trying to finish the Google search before you got there. Thank you. It's that Dirk Nowitzki. 
Dirk, dude. There you go. Dirk, oh, not a, Tom Seaver. Dirk Glenn Rice. No. Tom Seaver, I would have Okay, Glenn Rice, I can go with. Jim Brown. That's the best one. Got to be the best 32. one. Yeah, that's true. That's well, this is what the internet tells me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Dirk, though. That's a good company. Dirk is a good Chris. company. You yeah. think Dirk is better company than Tom Seaver? Yes. Oh, you're so bad at this. Nah, Dirk's so good. Kelly Olinick. A current 41. There you go. Would not have got that one. No, nobody would. Yeah, Glenn Rice is good, too. He played for my team, and I wouldn't have gotten that. I had a Hornets Glenn Rice jersey. Uh, Plantar fasciitis. That's what ruined his career. Yeah, the Glenn Rice? Yeah, bottom of the feet. I had that That's once. the worst place to have plantar fasciitis. Is there another place? No, it's okay. the only one. <laughs> Peyton Manning had that. Head coach of the UNM Lobos, Danny Gonzalez, will join us after the uh, – I'm not supposed to say break anymore. It's an industry violation I just committed. After the commercial, head coach Danny Gonzalez will join us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about spring football and what's going on in the world of Lobos. Two men on live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. Thank you, New Mexico United. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Look forward to seeing you uh, – this weekend and also March 13th. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Live from O'Neill's. Van's not here. Brandon Ortega joining me on the program. Also joining us on the program, but via the friend of the show highline, head coach of your UNM Lobos, Danny Gonzalez. Coach, how are you? Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. How things out at O'Neill today? Oh, I tell you what, we miss you. I mean, that's number one. We uh, we were ready to sit down and have some Irish egg rolls, and I think the special today is meatloaf. I love it. I, I wish I was there. We're, we're wrapping up spring ball. We'll be there close, so I wish I was there, but I, I wasn't able to get out there today. Coach, Brandon Ortega here. Good to be chatting with you, bud. How is uh, this week going? We saw each other on Tuesday. It's uh it feels like yesterday you guys started, and you're more than halfway through now. It's crazy. We only have uh, six practices left, and one of them we have to do it in helmets. I mean, they make these rules to try and make the game soft, so we'll oblige by it. And the day we do on March 11th, the Friday before our spring game, we're going to have a coaches clinic. So we'll use that day to teach some of the high school coaches and anybody that shows up what we do during practice in, in helmets and how you can still practice full speed and and get good, and if you're a really good football team, by the end of the year you can do those things on a regular basis and keep them fresh. But we've got five more days in pads. Uh, we've got a couple scrimmages left, so it's exciting. Uh, we're getting better as a football team, which is all you, all you hope for during the spring. Uh, I thought the week off last week between the two weeks of practice was really good and, and helped us with some install, especially with all the new kids we have on offense. So we're making, we're making strides in the right direction. Coach, you're always very upfront with Lobo Nation when you talk about where the program is and where you want it to go. What phase is this program in right now with all the young talent you guys have accrued in your two recruiting classes the last two years and the guys you got coming in this year? Where are you guys at in the spring and where are you trying to get by the fall? Well, you know, I, I mean, the COVID and, and those things have, have changed the plan a little bit. Um, and I talked about that from the very beginning. You got to have a plan. You got to adjust it. You can't just throw it out the window and start over because that never works. And, and we haven't had to do that. We really had to skate through some things with COVID. I mean, you go through a whole year and you recruit a class that you never see in person until the day they show up on campus. I've never done that in 20 some years of coaching. Uh, the guys that we took in this last class where we actually got to go visit them in the spring, watch them work out in the summer, visit them and watch them play football in the fall. They're bigger, they're longer, they're faster. I mean, um, you can only see so much on a computer, and, and sometimes it's, uh, I guess you can call it catfish. I mean, we didn't get some of the things that we thought we got in that first class. In this last class, we actually 
up front, we look like a Division One football team, which is exciting. Uh, Byron Bell, who's a former great mobile, played eight years in the NFL, when he stands next to our offensive lineman, he's now looking him eye to eye. So that we've just gone, we've just gone, gotten so much better up front in athletic ability and the way we look. Now we got to teach him how to play football and do it the right way. So we are, uh, we're still building. Uh, we're going to win a conference championship around here, which has not been done since 1964. But we're going to do it, and we're going to win the first Mountain West Conference championship for our school. Talk to me a little bit, Coach, about not just the quarterback position, but coaching the quarterback position in spring. Talk to me about how all those guys are, are melding and what Lobo fan can expect to see under center. Well, I'm one, I mean, I've, I've known Coach Ridenauer for a long time through recruiting and, and those things. Um, but being able to work with him day-to-day uh, since he started in January um, has even made the confidence I have in that decision ten times what I thought it was. Um, he's done a phenomenal job with that room. Um, he, he demands the room, which is awesome. And, and the guys, he's got credibility around the state of New Mexico. And, and obviously when you're a good coach and you're a good person and, and you can relate well with people, uh, that goes as far in this business as anything. And so he's taken that room and done a phenomenal job. I think the quarterbacks have responded. C.J. Montes is having a great spring. Uh, Miles Kendrick is, is really throwing the ball well in the, in the stuff that we're allowing him to do. And then Isaiah, I mean, his command of the offense has been really good since he played in, against Wyoming in Las Vegas in 2020. So he's really done a good job with that room, and I'm enjoying in working with him. And, I mean, during spring, uh, he was, I mean, during January, he was able to go down and visit the southeast corner of the state, which we haven't been able to do since I've been here. Um, he's done a phenomenal job, and I think that room's getting better. Valley grad, Albuquerque native, the head coach of your Lobo football team, Danny Gonzalez, with us, two men on. Coach, he, Coach Reidenauer is one of the few new faces you have on your coaching staff. You have a lot of continuity back from the last two seasons uh, with Derek Wareheim leading your offense, Rocky Long leading your defense, the legend himself. What's it like this spring with this coaching staff as you guys continue to move into each phase you're, you're building this program? Well, I think the best part is um, nobody has to learn who each other is. I mean, the, the kids know who the coaches are now. They know what our expectation is. They know what they can get away with, what they can't get away with. Uh, which is pretty much nothing. Um, right. I mean, they they know what they have to do every day. I mean, we have a rule. We we have practice. Meetings start at 7.30. Everybody's in the building by 6.30, and that's in the morning. If you're not in the building by 6.30, you get sent home. You have to come back the next uh, morning at 5 a.m., make up the workout. I mean, we don't – there's no uh, there's no room for error, and the kids know that. So that's been a, a really big help. Uh, I tell you what, going through quarterbacks – like water must be very enticing because two years in a row we've lost our quarterbacks coach. So I told uh, Heath if he doesn't get anybody hurt, maybe he can stick around for another year and we can see if we can get some continuity in that room too. Hey, it's always fun to look at the future, Coach. It's always fun to talk about practice. Let's look in the past for just a moment. The USFL draft was last week, and a lot of former Lobos are now playing professional football. What does that mean to you, Coach? What does that mean to – Teton, Salties, and uh, Jalen Burrell. Yeah, to see, on the same team. On the you. same team, yeah. Coach. What, is, what does that mean to you, to see your boys go on and, and get paid to do it professionally? You know, they're going to have some fun up in Minnesota. I mean, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool to see those guys. And I'll tell you what, um, in, in the – the last, so the from we go back as far as eight years in, in my coaching career, uh, from the guys that I've coached either at San Diego State or Arizona State or here, uh, I had 18 of them drafted in that USFL draft. So that's pretty cool. And to be cool. able to talk to those kids. I mean, when you coach these kids and you build relationships, when they're done playing, doesn't mean that's going to be the last time you talk to them. 
Uh, Trey Lomax, one of our GAs um, that played for me at San Diego State, he's, now he's a Lobo through and through. I mean, he, he's funny. He's sending Lobo gear to some of his former SDSU teammates to support him. Uh, he stayed with us for about three weeks until his apartment was ready. Those, those kind of relationships that you build with these kids, you get to watch them, and they become kind of like your own kids. So you, you cheer them on. You help them if you can. It's really, really a neat deal to see them guys succeed like that. So cool. And I'm glad that they have another opportunity to prove that they can play and hopefully get a big chance to play for the NFL Shield. Danny Gonzalez, head coach of Lobo Football, on with us. Two men on. So when spring ball is over, six, seven practices from now, Coach, what do you get to do with the family in the off season for a little while before you guys really start to heat things up for the fall? And What are you looking forward to doing this summer? Well, first and foremost, I'm looking forward to tomorrow because tomorrow is my wife's birthday, there and is. that's one of the best one of the best days in our house. I mean, she what she does for me and all the the support that she gives our kiddos to the games, everything all everything that she has to give up so that we can be successful. I mean, I get an opportunity to celebrate her. So tomorrow, that's numero numero uno. That's a big day. So happy early birthday if she's listening. I'm not sure she is. Mrs. Um, G, shout out to Mrs. G. As we get going, uh, we're a big golfing family. Uh, all, both my boys played varsity golf in high school. Uh, Chloe uh, was just awesome in the ACC tournaments last year in the summer, winning a few tournaments. And then Abby, our seven-year-old, uh, or sorry, eight-year-old now, she just turned eight on Monday, uh, she's left-handed, and we've been making her golf right-handed because we're all right-handed. So, so we finally got her some left-handed clubs to see what she can do out there. So we'll play a lot of golf this summer. Um, we're going to head up to Durango when we get a little bit of time off during spring break just to get away a little bit and, and have some fun while the girls have their spring break. Um, and then we'll have a big trip somewhere probably. Uh, I mean, a couple years ago we went on a cruise through Europe, which was unbelievable if you've never been. I mean, now's not the time to go over there. Uh, pray for the people of Ukraine and, and that we don't end up in World War III, but you never know what's going on. So keep keep close pay attention to that. And then hopefully maybe maybe somewhere, uh, Hawaii, something like that. And we will do something fun with all of us in the family, but get a little refresher. But my most exciting thing after my wife's birthday tomorrow is when we're done with spring ball, we get them in the weight room to beat them up for the next seven weeks because we need to get bigger and stronger, and that's the most important thing for our program. Coach, we haven't been able to have you on the program since Lobo Give Day. It was a, uh, I mean, it was a gigantic day for all the athletics there at the university. Do you recognize just how vital the football program is in those big fundraising days? Do you recognize just the excitement that is around what you guys are currently doing for the fan base of the New Mexico Lobos? Well, you know, everything in my life comes to to some sort of competition. So when uh, Eddie said, you know, we're going to have our give day on the 17th, uh, there goes certain awards for. Um, teams that get the most uh, donations or teams that get the most value in donations. So as soon as you say that there's something up for grabs, that we're competing, I mean, the gloves go off, and, and all the coaches within the athletic department were talking noise to each other. Of course, football won, but it was a whole <laughs> lot of fun to go around and walk through the hallways and, and accuse them of cheating and, and those things. I mean, softball did a phenomenal job. Uh, men's basketball, our, our cheerleading program, who is completely funded through, I mean, those girls don't get scholarships. They, they give up their time. We do everything that we can for them because they are a great asset to our program. Uh, they do a great job in the community. They did a phenomenal job in one 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 of the competitions. Now I had to tease Maddie because she's out there getting $1 donations. But you know what? I said it on the radio. It doesn't matter if you can give a dollar or you can give $10,000. We're going to take everything because to be successful and do the things that I talk about and have the vision that Eddie talks about for our entire athletic department and to win championships – it's going to take everybody. 
And if $1 is everything you've got, that's part of being everybody. And that will get us over the hump. So it is a big day. It is a big thing. And, and anything that I can ever do to help any program in our department, uh, we're going to do. And we'll be full board doing it. I'm Coach, circling back to Mrs. G's birthday, I'm getting married in May. And I'm curious for all of us young uh, husband bees out here listening, when you think of a, I mean, because you've been with Mrs. G for a while now, so I imagine you gotta you gotta top every year. You gotta come up with something unique every year when it comes to a birthday. What's the advice you give to the young husbands out there when when you're trying to think of something special every every year for a birthday? Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna give a, a tip, and and now I say this all the time in recruiting, and I tell, and I think it's a big sell of our program. I tell the parents, you know, we've got a bunch of really good men on our staff. They're good fathers. They're good husbands. They're good teachers. Uh, it's okay to be a dad. It's okay to have your kids out of practice and you run over there and smooch them and tackle them and throw them on the ground. It's okay to, to be affectionate with your wife, hold her hand, do all those things. Um, I, I try and do everything I can to make my wife understand how special she is to me, how important she is in my life every day. Uh, I try and start every day off with a note of some kind, whether I leave it on her mirror, on her coffee cup, something, just so that she knows that everything that she gives up for us really is very appreciated. So tomorrow will be a great celebration because it's one day, but I try and celebrate her every day so that she knows how important she is to me, to our family. And if if you can do that, you're going to, one, have a very happy, long-lasting marriage, and two, she's going to feel the way she should feel. And so that's that's the best advice I can give. Great advice. Uh, happy early birthday to Mrs. Gonzalez tomorrow. Very cool. Absolutely. Coach, thank you so very much for taking the time. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Guys, I, I, I mean, I can't say how great I love listening to your show. Uh, I mean, you just have the United talking about soccer and all the things. Big Sox fan growing up. Heather's doing some stuff with them. Uh, it's another great aspect for our, our community. Uh, the things that you guys do going out and about, I mean, two men on, it, it, being at Super Bowl radio week and all those things and then being able to share those stories i mean they go further than you guys have any idea and there's often times that you can pick people up and you don't even know it so thank you for what you guys do uh, all the talk that you do about high school sports is really important to those kids i was one of them at one time and really enjoyed hearing about that on the radio so thank you guys i appreciate you having me on uh, if i can ever help you out please let me know thanks guys go thanks coach thanks coach, coach. we'll see you tomorrow you stick around at five o'clock for forest stolting of the isotopes for that talk and then leanne moores will join us at six o'clock she's the ad for la cueva and we're going to talk about both the men's and women's basketball team making it in the state tournament and how excited she is for the that. bears are balling this year wwe's decided to make a big move and we're going to talk about that two men on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal live from o'neill's in the northeast heights Bunch of friends of the show just showed up. That's when you know it's quitting time. 4.30 is quitting time. I think the I think the special is meatloaf. I forgot to ask. You said that once. So I think it's meatloaf People today. are expecting meatloaf when they come in now. You work at a news station, Brandon. Everyone's really, I mean, obviously you should be. Like, it's the world news. Ukraine, Russia, it's the world news. Everyone's dialed into it. And there have been just veto upon veto to Russia and I'm going to tell you, the most significant veto came down today. In your w- world, for sure. W- yeah. WWE has shut down the WWE Network in Russia and terminates their broadcast partner. And you can no longer get professional wrestling as a Russian citizen. This whole thing has to end. Which I imagine was a lot of dough for them. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, they, 
The well, here's the thing though. What's the ruble worth now? Nothing. So it's like it, you. What would those contracts be? They'd be literally for nothing now. So I mean, I think shutting them down. I don't know if it's a publicity stunt or or what it is, but like WrestleMania is not in Russia now. Yeah, it's coming up in a couple weeks. Well, I mean, the first weekend in April, everyone knows that. I mean, what's, <laughs> I don't understand. Are you asking? Well, or are you? I'm asking. <laughs> uh, look, I feel like. I fall into the category that a lot of people in, in the world do where obviously I know about this war. I know it's Russia invading Ukraine. And, I, yes, I work at a news station, which, you know, they're keeping up with it constantly, whether it's a local angle of it or just what's going on out there overseas. Right. Um, but I fall into the category of you know, I, I, I don't know everything. I, you know, I, don't, I, I know very little. Right. Um, what I do know is it's a very sad situation. I would and, tell you that I – oh, it is insanely sad. Yeah. I live obsessed with it. I would say it's taken me away from regular behaviors just being updated on it. And we, we talked about a lot. You know, I've obviously Major League Baseball and following nonstop because I'm, you know, I'm such a baseball fanatic. But it's, it's yeah, this is, this is at or near like the weirdest, scariest time of all time. And the thing that's so weird and scary about it is like because we're getting it in real time. And I feel like, the, you know, the last significant war, which only ended, you know, months ago with Afghanistan, we didn't have these kind of, like, updates. Because WWE is not going to boycott America, you know, but it's like here they are boycotting, like, Russia. It's not just WWE. It's everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of Russian ties being cut It's everywhere. Out. So, uh, yeah, so they're out. Um, I mean, they should be, you know, because if they weren't, like, you don't want to be the one person who's sticking it out with Russia. Like, what is the advantage of that? Like yeah, nothing, none, nothing, literally none. Anyway, so the world's getting weird. It's it's super weird out there. It's super weird in the Ukraine. Um, but obviously, WrestleMania is around the corner, which is the thing that I can like. I don't know how you are. Do you have like a cloud about the rest of life whenever there's something negative going on? Are you able to like compartmentalize those things? I gotta be honest, especially ever since I became a father four years ago. Yeah. I, you know, I I you know, look working at a news station. I hear about. Everything. Crime. I hear about yeah. politics. I hear about the world being divided. I hear about lots of negative things all day long. But And look, when it's time to talk to my son about that stuff, I'll let him know. But right now I'm just enjoying gr- helping someone grow up, helping you know raise, raise yeah. a very young child right now. And I get to focus on a lot of positive things. And the, that, the biggest positive in my life is I get to be a dad and I'm about to get married to his beautiful mother. Um, look, it's a very, very sad situation, but the uh, best thing I can do right now is stay positive for my son and be hopeful that uh, you know, I can teach him what these things mean to the world when that time comes. Forrest Stolting will join us at 5 o'clock via the Friend of the Show hotline. Talk about what's going on at Isotopes Park. Talk about the team. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. The Lab. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Live from O'Neill's. I'm currently drinking a water. This morning I was drinking New Mexico Pinion coffee. So good in my mouth. Joining us on the front of the show hotline, Forrest Stolting of the Albuquerque Ice Tubs. Forrest, how are you? 
Doing great, man. Good to be back on the show. How are y'all doing? Uh, doing well. We spent the afternoon together at the ballpark going over the upcoming season and the excitement surrounding it, including promotional nights and the and tickets going on sale and, and how the, no matter what, regardless of what you think, friend of the show out there, there is minor league baseball and it is going to start here in Albuquerque. You got that right. No matter what happens, come April 12th, Isotopes Park is going to be rocking. So I hope to see everybody out there and join the party because it's going to be a lot of fun. Six, uh, so it's six at home, and then you take a week off. So it's basically every other week. Is that my understanding, Forrest? For the most part, it's not that simple, but it is, for the most part, that is going to be the, the schedule throughout the year. I think in July we have two weeks where the team is on the road, then we have a week or four days off for the uh, All-Star break, but then we're back for two weeks straight. So, But, but for, you're right, for the most part, it will be one-on or – we're home away, home away for the entire season, pretty much. Forrest, uh, you're brand new to the Isotopes family. What's it been like uh, being in Albuquerque, getting ready for a very exciting season ahead? It's been great. Um, the, the entire team at uh, uh, Albuquerque has been a lot of fun. They've really taken me in under their wing and showed me everything that I needed to kind of help ease into the city and the job. Um, definitely got to thank Josh, John, and Joe the most because I work with them every day the closest, and Rebecca as well. So had a lot of good family and friends that have helped me along the way. And I've been extremely impressed, too, with how many good bars and restaurants there are in the city. Because, I mean, it's things like whenever I go, go to a new place, oh, man, I, it could be my new favorite place. It's been great. So The real reason you're on the program for us is to announce a big announcement, and that is – your boys are going to be out there on Friday nights for us. So me and Van and Robert Gibson at Two Men On will be broadcasting this program live from Isotopes Park on the, well, I guess it'll be the 15th. It'll be the first one, April 15th versus Tacoma. But, yeah. uh, I mean, how excited, how worried, how embarrassed are you to have us out there, like not just representing <laughs> the sports animal, but uh, as part of the Isotopes family? I, mean, I think it's going to be great. I mean, uh, we're going to plan to have as many guests as we can on each Friday between players, front office staff, coaches, possibly any Rockies uh, uh, workers that are in town for that week. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun to help, you know, kind of bring – I always say in, in the industry that it's easier for a person – or for a fan to cheer for a person than it is a player. And I think that all the interviews we'll be doing with you, uh, Van and Robert, and all the other uh, guests on the show and hosts on the show is that we'll be able to bring – the, the, the players' personality to life and help bring them bring the fan kind of behind the curtain on, and show the fan who that player is off the field, which is way more important um, in telling their story, and that is way better to kind of have fans gravitate towards players and get them out in the ballpark more than just cheering for guys that hit two or three home runs a game, you know? Isotopes baseball right around the corner. It starts, season starts April 5th in Oklahoma City, and then the home opener April 12th at the lab for a 6:35 first pitch. So talking about the players, uh, talking about all of that, uh, when can fans expect to see the roster? We got some hardcore diehard fans that keep track of, you know, and right now you know, we're not going to see bouncing around between the minors and the majors just yet until that whole situation with the MLB gets figured out. But when can fans mm -hmm. expect to see a roster to check on your guys' website 
and you know start start you know digging up those those fun facts and fun stats uh, for some some of these brand new players we're going to be seeing soon. Absolutely, yeah. So, Monterey camp will break and end on April first, and so we'll have some guys trickle in on that day. And so, my estimation is that uh, that last those last three or four days of March is when our roster will be announced. Um, that all depends on the Rockies and when they want uh, when they want it to become official. But I think sometime around late March or early February, my guess would be the latest, this April 1st or 2nd, um, when that roster will become official. So fans will have about eh, 10 days or so at least before the first home game. So they'll have plenty of time to do their reading and do their research on these new players and hopefully we'll have a lot of good guys that uh, the fans can gravitate towards. Tickets go on sale for the Ice Topes Monday morning. Obviously, the home opener is the 15th. But don't worry, fan, if you're like, a friend of the show is like, it's too cold to go to the ballpark on the 15th. They don't have to worry, Brandon. They're giving away an Orbit Fleece blanket to the first 2,000 in man. attendance. Yes. I mean, the Ice Topes know what they're doing, big guy. Yeah, yeah Forrest, you guys have the best merchandise, the best giveaways close. in the game. What are some giveaways you guys already have lined up that fans can look forward to at the lab? Yeah, I mean, so we have 21 giveaway nights. We have three bobbleheads. We have a mariachi's jersey. We have one that says uh, Burke on the front. It's going to isotopes red. So I think a lot of fans are going to kind of gravitate towards that. Um, I think the, the, the bobbleheads, the, the mariachi's merchandise, we have uh, Al Hurricane bobblehead with the iPad. Which looks crazy. It's going to be great. Um so there's 21 different items. There's a couple of they're giving out a dog leash, um, things for everybody in every walk of life that, uh, that fans would enjoy. Forrest, are my 50 cent hot dogs back? That's the most important question in the history of any question I've ever asked on this show. Is there 50 cent all you need hot dog night? I am here to happily tell you, Fred, that they are back. We have nice. two nights of 50 cent hot dog night i'm going to the schedule right now to the 26th of april i already know because i have it on the screensaver that's the first one okay yep there you go line them up (laughs) the boys are gonna be out there pretty regularly when when we announced that fans were really excited on twitter so i'm definitely expecting a huge crowd on those two nights this year when when you come out we're out there making a lot of hot dogs Sorry, Forrest. Yeah, whenever you come out to the ballpark on Friday nights to see your boys, uh, obviously we're going to be doing a ton of ticket giveaways on the program. We're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, just for example, the 15th, there's a long-sleeve T-shirt night. The 29th, don't wait. That's mariachi beanie night. I'm telling Ooh, you. Ooh, I got a Topes beanie. Oh, yeah. I need, I need a mariachi There's something beanie, about walking man. around town with some Ice Topes gear on, too. Yes. Like, it's a, that mar- it's that a mariachi beanie is absolutely beautiful. The, just the colors on there are right. The design is Beautiful. It's, it's on our Twitter page. If any of the fans want to go out and look at it, but that is going to be a, a very hot item on a cold day for Isotopes fans. So you definitely want to come out early and grab that because that line is going to be extremely long to get to grab that beanie. Love that. So you guys know you're paying attention to social media. You're listening to the talk around town. Opening night going to sell out here in Albuquerque. Forest is going to be a packed house on the 15th. On the 12th. 
Yeah, on the 12th. Yeah, well, he, he's focused on the 15th because that's when they're going to go that's live. What, yeah, that's why April, I'm April, right. <laughs> April 12th is the home opener. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine, yeah, you guys are, are pumped to see what the crowd's going to be like on the 12th. Oh, yeah, because as of now, we have no restrictions whatsoever. Um, so my guess is we're, we're, we're hoping to get uh, 10,000 plus at least, you know, I mean, because this is going to be one of the biggest uh, kind of uh, a look back on how it was before COVID, hopefully, what, what, what it's going to be like, because this is about as normal as it's been uh, pre-COVID. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Any big preseason announcements uh, about visiting the lab? Anything that the fans of the Albuquerque Isotopes or friends of the show need to know when going out to the ballpark this season? Yeah, so we are announcing tomorrow that Isotopes Park is going to be completely cashless. So customers can use capitalist methods of payments, meaning credit cards, debit cards, or phones for all transactions at the ballpark. Um, it's just a much safer, secure, and sanitary way. It's going to be quicker transactions. So we're, we're one of the last few ballparks to do this, and so we're looking forward to seeing fans get back to the action and the lines move a lot quicker throughout the evening. And then also our bag, our clear bag policy. Um, as long as the bag is clear, any size will be allowed in the ballpark. Obviously, everything will be subject to search. But there's no more bag restrictions in terms of size as long as that bag is clear. So some big fan experience and um, improvements, and we're hoping to hope for that it will uh, improve everyone's so, um, experience. <laughs> so a lot of friends of the show, they reach out to us about UNM Lobos, right? They reach out to us about other events in town. Just to be clear, no vaccine policy, no testing policy. There's nothing of that nat- nature right now with the Albuquerque isotopes. No, none of that. Everything is going to be no mask or anything like that. So just think about whenever you walk, drive up to isotopes park, just think of it as free 2020, no COVID. Just go in and do your normal routine and enjoy the ball game with no, no COVID to think of, really. So. Yeah, Forrest, I want to go back on the cashless stuff. So just to be sure. just to be clear for fans out there. To so be like, clear. So to be clear, the fans out there, cashless stuff going on, is that all in the ballpark? Will that apply to the box office as well? Uh, what, what is What does that all entail? Yeah, so everything will be uh, – everything is going to be – parking will be cashless. Um, everything will be cashless in the ballpark. So box office, parking – concessions, um, anything in there in the ballpark that is associated with the, with the isotopes will be castless no matter what. The and first baseball, bucks will, will, baseball bucks will still be accepted as well. So oh, there you go. That's okay. good to get out there as well. Uh, I just want to, I'm going to put some spotlights out there, okay? April 17th is the first day game. That's a Sunday. That's 135. So if you are me and you have an addiction to day game baseball, you get out there on Sunday the 17th and you hang out with me. Even more important than that, though, Brandon, the first matinee is the 28th of April. I will also be there for that because there's nothing better in my life than skipping things I'm supposed to do to be watching day game baseball. You going with me? Oh, of course. Yes, Sunday. Oh, yeah, I'll be there the first Sunday game. I'll be there at the first game on the 12th. Um, Yeah, we'll be getting a lot of highlights of the isotopes on KOB every single game that it's uh, it's possible to get highlights whether it be a home game or a road game if we have access to those highlights um for us let's talk a little bit more about uh community uh stuff you guys do i mean isotopes are have been 
the best in Albuquerque uh, for the longest time at, at connecting the community and connecting with local businesses. Any new partnerships you guys have this year, or, or what are the partnerships you guys have lined up this year for Isotopes? Yeah, so I guess one of the biggest things we've been doing so far this off season has been trucking with you. We've partnered with some different trucking some different trucking corporations in the area, and then bringing them lunch or breakfast at their at their facilities. We brought some to UPS and there's a couple other trucking facilities in the area. So that's been a, a really really good thing that we've kind of brought back um, to Isotopes. And obviously, this is more of a Michelle Montoya question, so I'm not gonna. I don't want to screw anything up and say anything that's not right, but I know that she's doing it. She's doing a great job, and uh, she really is one of the biggest faces of the uh, isotopes because she does so much for the community. And no matter where you are in the city, um, you got a good chance of seeing her in orbit wandering around somewhere. So, Awesome. Forrest, thank you so very much for taking the time with us. Thank you so very much for talking isotopes. Anything we missed before we let you go, friend? Man, just the biggest thing is tickets go on sale Monday morning at 10 o'clock, and no matter what, we will be playing April 12th against Tacoma at 6.35. No matter if MLB is locked out forever, we will still be playing baseball here in Albuquerque. So come on out and enjoy your isotopes. Great stuff for us. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great night. 15 short minutes from Kim Kirsch in a locker 505 joining us. We're going to wrap it up with Brandon Ortega. And this is not a joke. He has to leave the show early to go watch the new Batman movie. Got my Batman and Robin shirt on right now, buddy. Let's preview the new Batman movie whenever we get back. Two men on <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Your favorite band. Who is this? The best band of all time. Southern California. Is this a Foo Fighters thing you're trying to do to me? Because I thought they were from Washington. It's chili Peppers. Oh, okay. You love your music. How's game day going? How's what? How's game day going? New Mexico game day is going great. Yeah. It's been back since last week. We were on a three-week hiatus with Olympic coverage going on. Hey, I hate the Olympics. Well, it's over now, so you don't got to <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to worry about that anymore. Now, New Mexico game day uh, back again on Friday at 10.30 on KOB4 on your local NBC station. So, uh, state tournament tips off tomorrow. That's crazy. For high school basketball, which it really is crazy. I mean, I feel like the season started yesterday. It's really flown by. Uh, a ton of great stories on both the boys and girls' side. Uh, headlining it for the boys, we got Las Cruces and Volcano, still undefeated. Heading into the state tournament, they're on a collision course. Uh, you got Volcano Vista girls basketball undefeated heading into state. So, um, yeah, those are those are your big 5A headliners going in. We're going to have highlights of 5A, 4A, 3A, uh, as many scores as we can squeeze into that show in our little eight-minute show, New Mexico Game Day. So, yeah, it's going great, and it's, uh, it's just exciting to be having the state tournament tip off tomorrow and then the pit games go on next week. Yeah, and, that, and that's a change-up this year from what has traditionally happened in the past. It's all been in the pit traditionally or whatever. So the first round has always been the highest seed host. Yeah. In the past, it was quarterfinals, semifinals, championships. We're all at the pit those three rounds. This year, it's the semifinals and championship. Now, you have to remember last year, the COVID shortened season, only the championships were at the pit. So I feel like they're taking baby steps back to get to where they used to yeah. be. They wanted to 
throw in the semifinals and championships at the pit. Maybe they didn't, maybe the NMAA didn't feel necessarily comfortable planning all three of them months ago because they lined this stuff well, up. Well, they months didn't in know. Advance. Yeah, we, yeah. With we're, the decline of Omicron, we weren't. We weren't yeah. yeah, we weren't there when uh, Omicron was really uh, tearing through the country. So at least we have two rounds, which is about three days of basketball at the pit for the state basketball tournament. And it will be up. packed. Yeah, it will be the hottest Ooh, ticket. Yes, it to will. get to even be a part of. So anyway, so that's going to be outstanding. I think we do have intention. I think of being out there one day next week to do some stuff. Ooh, cool. It kind of depends how it works out. Let me know. Yeah, yeah so we're excited for that because uh, high school athletics in the state are just so pivotal. You know, we had Adrian Ortega on a couple weeks ago when we were at the Y. And APS, a uh, new yeah, APS athletic director. Yeah, and he was, you know, he just he just revitalizes energy into all of it because it's a, you know, the hold, the, the doldrums get, and, you know, we've, we've been at it a while, and this is old hat. Well, not anymore. You know, there's fresh life, there's fresh blood, and Leanne Moores is going to join us today. She's the AD at La Cueva, and talk about the girls and, and the, the boys. the Bears are solid this yes. year. The girls' team uh, had a really good regular season and district season. They won the regular season district title, and uh, so did the boys. And uh, they're, they're both yeah. 100% state contenders. They, they will be in the conversation when it comes to the Final Four. And uh, maybe even the championship rounds. They've got the talent, both the boys and girls, for La Cueva. Also at 6 o'clock today, Ed Nunez will join us. The broadcaster, not the AD for UNM. Ed Nunez will join us from ProView Networks, who's called about a million high school games all year long, and he's going to have strong insight into what's going on. And, yeah, we're hopefully going to paint a really good picture for, for what's going to come with the state tournament. You are going to leave the program here in just a few minutes to go see Batman. The Batman. I know for the a new fit, one. But, I mean, but there's no Robin in this one. How you feeling? Because... <laughs> I know Robin is your favorite superhero. Maybe, maybe Robin's in the future of this new trilogy. Yeah, it's, it's a brand new uh, look at the Batman franchise. Ben Affleck was the most recent one to, to play the Batman in the Justice League And world. he was so good. He was the best of all time. He was good. Uh, Christian Bale, for me, is Stop. the best of all time. Okay. Get out of here. Get out of here. No, the, the Batman opened this week. So that There's been some screens, uh, screenings starting on Tuesday. Yeah. So I've got friends that have seen it for days, and I've been, like, not talking to them. Like, don't don't even talk to me about it. Like, because you're an L.A. Anything. guy. You get private golf here in town. We know how you are. You're big time. No, I just don't like anything spoiled. I don't like, even watch trailers. Worst. It's the worst. I don't even like watching trailers I don't watch either. trailers. I watched the first one for this movie. It came out like a year ago, and since then I haven't seen any of the newest the, trailers. So. Well, this is, to me, feels like the first post-COVID one, because this is like a 200 mil budget well, on this Well, Spider-Man No Way Home was the oh, first good really, really, yeah, really yeah, yeah. big. Yeah, but this is the next one, yeah, for sure. This was the next one pe- that the, the comic book nerds like myself were waiting for. Uh, I got a Batman Robin shirt on as we speak, live at O'Neill's. Can we talk about this Robin obsession? I mean, I don't know. I don't even Robin expect- it was the Look, when I was little, the costume I always thought was cool. That was the first thing. It's the was, lamest one, yeah. No, not for me. Yeah. I've always thought it was the coolest one. I just thought he was, it was cool. He was the sidekick of Batman. Like, Batman, yeah, everyone loves Batman. Robin's, I don't know why. Because he's super soft. Robin's got this, yeah, this. Not even. The, maybe he's the Boy Wonder nickname. Like, there's just some, some haters out there on Robin. I'm not one of them. I, he's been my favorite superhero. All the worst Batman movies have Robin in it. That's not Robin's fault, though. That's all right. And not even Joseph Gordon-Levitt could save Robin. Batman Forever I thought got a bad rep. Because it's Va- Val Kilmer, I thought was was pretty good, and Nicole Kidman was in that. Yeah, Uma Th- was that the one with Uma? Th- no, Uma Thurman was the one with George Clooney, which was really bad. That one um, was super bad. That one was bad. Batman Forever, I liked. Who was that? The Riddler. Well, Batman Forever is garbage. There Batman is, Forever, Riddler, there's no, face There's no good Robin. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if we sit down and have a conversation, Robin with our- has not been done. Okay, no. Have you seen Titans? 
which is on HBO Max. What is that? It is a show where it's Robin and a lot of not as popular DC characters. It's a cartoon? Have, have, no, no, no. It's a live action. It's very gritty. It's very dark. No, I'm going to watch it now, though. That Teen Titans was a cartoon that you've probably heard of with all of these characters. This is a live action, dark version of it. This is the only version of Robin you would probably not hate on. It's very gritty. Uh, there's, there's just like strong violence. It's, strong, it's a strong content show. Well, yeah, you that, should check that out. All right, so I need to see that because the only that Robin, might that might flip you on Robin. Good, I'm just saying because the best one is Chris O'Donnell and he sucked. He's the only one that's. That's Robin. what I'm saying. That, that's 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 it though. Yeah, there hasn't been enough attempts at a live action Robin. There at a, least in the last three decades or so. There are a lot of superheroes out there, and to claim Robin to be your favorite to me, I think speaks a lot to mental deficiency. I just don't, I think it speaks a lot that I'm brave to admit liking not popular things. It's not popular at all. Like, if you're given the option of Batman and Robin and you choose Robin, yeah. you're choosing the wrong one. That's your opinion. No. Oh, my That's gosh. That's your opinion. That I'm presenting as fact because Robin Which is – Which is your opinion. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Batman is superior in every single way. The movie's called The Batman. Call, I would love to hear a caller right now. Just side with just one caller side with me. There's no Rob, friend of the that show Rob, that Rob Robin's not so bad. That's going to call and say that Robin is better than Batman. Like you, give him the number. What's the five zero five two four six zero six ten? The phone will not ring. Maybe someone will ring to not like Robin. I just want to hear someone talk about Robin with me. They're, they're, Rob, by the way, Robin's not even in the, the Batman. Tonight, of course he's okay? not, because they don't want to ruin it. It's a it's a it's a fresh reboot of this storied franchise. You got the Riddler. You got Robert Penguin, P- Robert Pattinson, and, and uh, yeah, Robert Pattinson. Are you in Batman. on him or not? Heck yes. Why? Well, I wasn't. I was never really a fan of his after the Twilight stuff because like that movie just. I heard. Really, I heard it, that movie didn't work for me. Good time. I heard Taylor Lautner is playing Robin. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good time is a small independent movie he did where he played a real BA. I mean, he he it, that movie completely flipped me on him i think he got some oscar buzz for that movie played just like a real psycho uh that was just like tearing up the city uh robin places um no that movie flipped me on on him being a good batman and i think he's gonna be solid so that's where i'm going as soon as this is over i'm in on it it looks darker it looks grittier i'm a matt reeves guy i think matt Matt reeves Reeves, by the way made a planet of the apes trilogy epic if he could do that with planet of the apes I've got high hopes for Batman. Also known for Cloverfield, which was yeah. that was like a found footage style, mm-hmm. like like monster movie or whatever. Really and, good, and it was done really well too. So it should be a good should be a good one. That's why you're leaving the program. Uh, hate to see you go, but we're excited for Kim Kershen to join us in about two short minutes. Also, Dave Williams is going to join us from UNM because there's a big announcement coming. Ooh. So UNM and Locker Five Hundred Five are going to they've been cooking up something and they're ready to serve it. Nice. And, and I will have all of that. I will Serve enjoy all of it. Thank you to Chisholm Trail RV, who allows us to be on the road with the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studios. We're live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. Vital, it's the one in the Heights. When people call, stop sending them to Knob Hill. Mm. We're in the Heights. <laughs> Not Vital. sending them to Knob Hill. I'm going directly to the Heights. <laughs> also, we are one day past Mike Vital's birthday, and the texts are still rolling in on that. So What? Ha- it was yesterday? Yep. Happy, happy belated birthday, bud. Thank you very much. Nice. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. Brandon Ortega is the best. Oh, my God. What have I done right in a previous life to be able to sit here at O'Neill's with my very best friend in all of community giving and outreach, Kim Kirshen of Locker 505. Kim, how are you? 
I'm good, Fred. How are you? I'm doing well. Also joining us on the front of the show hotline, David Williams, Deputy Athletic Director of External Affairs for UNM. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Fred. How you doing? Yeah, doing well, friend. We're laughing a lot out here at O'Neill's. Uh, but we're able to laugh because we're able to help so many people. And the Lobos and Locker 505 have put together a really fun program to give back. So, Dave, I'm going to let you make the announcement. Or you want me to do it? It's more about the athletes, right? What the athletes are going to do. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, through, through the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which is excitingly coming up next week, um, we have uh, put together a, a program with Locker 505 to uh, promote the awareness of their group and also to raise some money for their group. And so what we're going to do is have a challenge uh, with the MASH and, and House, uh, Jamal Masper and Jalen House challenge yep. on the men's side, and our five lady seniors on the women's side and we're going to ask the community to make a pledge for every three-pointer they hit, every steal they make, every rebound they have, and every win they have uh, in order to raise money uh, for Locker 505. And Jamal and Jalen and then our five women uh, on, the, on the women's side, five seniors on the women's side, are going to start promoting this tomorrow through their, oh, how um, cool. through their social media. And this is going to really be about them and those seven student-athletes supporting Locker 505 in this community. So for every three, for every steal, for every rebound, and for every win, a monetary donation could be between a dollar. It could be a dollar to infinity dollars exactly. that the student-athlete brings into the program will then go to Locker 505. Yes, 100% of it will go to Locker 505. Oh, my gosh. Is that exciting? How Locker 505 is like flying high we yes. are so excited about this and you know we're always about kids helping kids so to speak and i know these are big kids but they're still kids yeah. and they're helping other kids they they understand the need out there and they're taking it on and helping the community so we're really excited about that dave walk me through the process of coming up with this was it you partnered with the student athlete was it you partnered with locker 505 how did this whole idea come to fruition and how exciting it is to be able to spotlight it at the at the big tournament well you know it, it it's come together over a couple of weeks and honestly the idea to, to support locker 505 as an organization came about on your radio show mm-hmm. when when i heard kim the, the segment before me and that's where we started to collaborate on hey what can we do together um and then just recently um you know we knew we had the conference tournament coming up um the idea was brought to us through through a group called caring scent and jim wills who was a is a businessman in town and jim brought the idea to us and it, it just all came kind of came together as hey these seven seniors these seven student athletes would be great to support this um and so it's a collaboration of about four or five different people and groups coming together uh for the good of the community and good locker 505 so when you approach the student athlete what is their reaction Dave? what is the reaction to be able to say to them that hey you're going to help someone in the community that is helping the community you know actually we let kim do it yesterday we kind of talked to him about a little bit and then we brought kim into uh, into our film room yesterday, and they she kind of explained to the five of the seven uh, student athletes what Locker Five Hundred Five Day does. And when that happened, they were they they were just all in. They were like, "Yep, 
I want to do this. I want to help the community. I want to help this group because of what they are and what they what they mean. And uh, they were all in once we explained to them what it was. So, yeah, I have to say, you know, Dave, being with the, with the athletes yesterday was so much fun watching their face. You know, at first they're kind of, okay, all right. And then you could see the smiles start to come in the, yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. This is something that I can be all about um, and that I can help and that I can do, right, as an athlete, um, as a student. Um, they're like, yeah, I, I can really do this as opposed to, well, that's out of my, out of my ballpark, so to speak. <laughs> um, they, were, they were all in. Um, and so that was kind of exciting to watch the the um, the light dawn on them of yeah this is this is cool I can do this this will make a difference for the kids and stuff so um, it was it was great to meet all of them they're all all great uh, individuals so that was a lot of fun for me uh, watching them and then getting to meet them in person that's always a little fun it's kind of like meeting a a star right uh, so but they were all in and to have them care about Walker 505 and the younger kids means the most to me you could just see them going yep this is this needs to happen oh, how tremendous Dave can you talk a little bit about how the UNM and their student athletes uh, plan to do a lot of community giving and plan to be a part of the organizations in town that are helping the town you know it, it's, it's part of our mission I mean the, the city of Albuquerque the state of New Mexico the just gives so much to us that we think it's our duty to to give back as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a, a certainly a weird time for everybody the last couple of years with COVID, and you know we haven't been able to get out as much as we wanted to. We haven't been able to you know have camps and clinics and and make appearances, and we we did some things over Zoom where you know we went to you know did some. Uh, PE classes over Zoom and some things, but it, man, it just wasn't the same. It doesn't. It's not. It's not what we really want to be about. And and so we've made a rededication to doing things, and uh, and this is one of the first things we've, we've uh, we're doing. So we're happy. Dave, if there is an alumni or if there's an organization or an individual in town that wants to contribute to UNM and the way that you're able to help others, what's the best way for a friend of our show to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can always just go to the website and get my email address and, and my contact information. But nine two five Lobo is our is one of our numbers. We have it goes right to one of our our desks. You know, we go to Lobo Club. Um, we you know just I, I just say email me through my David Williams at unm.edu, and we'd love to have all participation that we can get. Conferences, or excuse me, the tournament is obviously very exciting for the end of the year here. The women have a strong possibility to do uh, some really positive things in it. What's the energy around the, the ladies' team right now, Dave? How excited are the girls to be, if they're not already in Vegas? Sounds like Kim just met with them. How excited are they to make the trip and, and to be part of the big tournament? Well, they feel good about about themselves and, and good about the team and their chances because, you know, they, because they've earned it, you know. Hard work allows you to have confidence, and that's what they've done throughout the year. And so, you know, they're they're going in feeling good about themselves, feeling good about their play. They know if they make shots and they guard, they'll be able to to beat any team that's there. And and hopefully, uh, you know, if you win that tournament, you make the NCAA tournament, and and that's the goal. And we're going to certainly put on a good show when we're out there. David Williams, Deputy Athletic Director of External Affairs for the University of New Mexico Lobos. David, thank you so very much for taking the time. No problem. Thanks, guys, and Kim, I'll talk to you soon.
Okay, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. What a good dude. Yeah, I love him. What a good dude. Yeah, I like him almost as much as I like you. Well, and how fortunate we are because, you know, that's why we're going to let Dave go a second early was to be able to talk about Locker 505 a little bit. And it's it's how fortunate that there are organizations in town. The Lobos, obviously, are a prime example. The Albuquerque Isotopes. The, right. You know, there's a lot of just franchises and teams and people. How does Locker 505 use the momentum and assistance of local sports to help the community primarily? What is the primary way that they give that you can then use to help others? One of the big things they've done is, and is huge to the kids, is they give us the clothing. Yeah. They give us some of the stuff that has isotopes and Lobos on it, and those things fly out the door. The kids are big into the stuff that has uh, Lobo uh, or isotopes on it. So that's a big thing. But the other thing is just the support of them knowing that we exist and saying, hey, if there's something we can do, let us know. How can we help? So just that idea of being there and knowing we can make a phone call and say, hey, you know, we'd like to do X. Can you help us with that? Mm -hmm. Or are you willing to come on board and help with that? That's huge. You know, we're very grassroots. We're very local, Locker 505 is. And so it's great to have those local organizations there with us helping us out. You're already a gigantic Lobo fan, obviously. But how big of a fan are you now for, like, Jalen House? And Jamal Mashburn and all the women on the team to just just bomb threes all day long and play real oh hands up gosh, defensively. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a whole new yeah. game. Let me tell you, for me, it's just going to be a whole new game. I mean, I'm going to be excited about watching them and stuff. But you know, of course, I'm going to be rooting on those threes and the wins and and some steals yeah, and rebounds. all the rebounds. Yeah, I'm going to be all over all over that stuff. But um, you know, like I said, it was like meeting stars yesterday. It yeah. was great to meet them and see their smiles and kind of get some personality from them and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, these games are going to mean a whole lot more uh, to the kids of our community too, right? I mean, they don't know it, but in the long run, these rebounds, etc., are going to make a difference for them. If you are interested in being a part of the program that helps Locker 505 through the UNM Lobos, what you have to do is you, well, you have to follow the athletes on social media. That's right. So, They're coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Be ready. So find them, and then uh, the link on how you can will be available. And it's uh, pick your favorite athlete. I don't care. Any of the five seniors, pick Jamal or Jalen. Go find your favorite Lobo. Become a part of the program, and you becoming a part of it helps Kim Kirshen and Locker 505 get back to the community. That's right. Kim, you're the absolute best. Thank you, Fred. Glad to be here. 15 short minutes away from our Fred and Nunez and our new friend Leanne Moore is joining us to talk high school hoops. We're going to do that probably for the rest of the program as we laugh about it all night long. Two men on our live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights, and we're having so much fun with it. Obviously, a lot of conversation about Electric Playhouse and our upcoming Dodgeball League that should start in April if all goes well. Yes. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Live from O'Neill's. No exaggeration here, Michael. There's like a couple dozen people in here for the program right now. Why is Michael, why is this show so popular? Well, you, you said it. You have a bar setting. You're going to have a lot of people want to come in and There's say so hi and hang out. Here. That's a good thing, though. You know, my favorite part is Van's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it's, it's just as crowded when Van's there. But. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> well, how cool was that, though, for Dave Williams and UNM to help Locker yeah. 5 Isn't that a neat thing? That's that's great when the community can rally around the kids. Oh, that's you, that's the best. And to me, the thing that jumped out, it's the Lobo Club stuff, right, to where it's like these student-athletes are getting through their name, image, likeness, 
the ability to help organizations in the community, to help people of the community. And, you know, not to say that this wouldn't existed like beforehand, because it absolutely would have if it was an option, you know, but now there's an easy avenue for student athletes to be able to get back. And I tell you, I'm just, I'm proud to even have been a little part of, of helping set that up. So, so how cool that is that Locker 505 and UNM are, are partnered on, on doing really well in the tournament, you know, and if, if you're a naysayer, Lobo fan, and you're, they're going to do this, or what, now you're, you're rooting to help kids is what you're doing. So every rebound that goes up, depending upon the donation amount that these college athletes bring into the program, I mean, that's going to go towards Locker 505. So just incredible, just a neat thing. Um, so there you have it. And they get to increase their fan base because, let's be honest, when we were kids, we looked up to the sports heroes oh, yeah. of our day. They were heroes. in our community, whatever, yeah. I think I've talked to you about this before, but, you know, I'm of that age where in 2005, growing up where I grew up in East St. Louis, the University of Illinois, so out of Champaign, Illinois, in 2005 they had the undefeated season where they went on to yeah. face North Carolina. And, you know, I, I can still read off all their names. You know what I mean? If it's, you know, uh, Deeper, there was just a world of talent up there, and it's Augustine, and there's there's all these guys that I was like, these guys are like heroes to me. I'm like a young kid, you know, I'm like 18, 19 years old, and I'm like, I mean, even at that point, I guess I'm I'm a little bit older, but I'm like, these are these are full fledged celebrities, and these, you know, these are kids that are that are adults in front of me, but they're my age, and oh, just kind of an incredible setting, and so neat, neat that they have that. Uh, obviously, Ed Nunez is going to join us after the break with Leanne Morris. Right. Yeah, she's the athletic director over at La Cueva. We're going to talk about the women and men's basketball team. So it's boys and girls in high school, and it's men and women's in college. So we're going to talk about them playing the state tournament or and, and just how much fun they're going to have and how excited the fan base is about it. Uh, I do need to give one Major League Baseball update by Tal because if I don't, you know, my blood will boil over. <laughs> it's probably going to boil over with the news, right? Oh, my gosh. So the first week is officially canceled. Okay, Michael, you got right. that down? Yeah. Cool. So that's it. Now, Bernie Sanders today. You familiar with little Bernie Sanders? Yeah, he wants him to get back to work. He said it, and he said it and in the most officiated way. So he said, quote, this is about greed, plain and simple. That was it. He said, quote, closing down minor league teams like the Vermont Lake Monsters is a disaster for baseball fans, workers, and communities across the country i will do all i can to fight it so here's the thing minor league teams are not closing down right there's a yeah there's a misconception here bernie and if you're going to go out on a limb and say something to someone about something you better know what you're talking about because it's in my opinion embarrassing to make a proclamation that's not factually true well i think he hit the nerve i mean he just let's get this negotiation stuff over because it's just stupid you know one one up somebody i mean just get together Fight it out in a room for 17 hours or a whole day, but just get it done. And I think that's where he was coming from. I well, saw and, the comment. Oh, I agree. Well, in the meat of this substance here is Bernie Sanders pointed out that, you know, there are minor league baseball players that make as little as 1200 bucks a month. Oh, man. I, I mean, and that's, you know, that's less than, that's less than like eight bucks an hour, man. Like, the, you know, the federal minimum wage is 725 You know, so it's like. It's like they're denied overtime pay. You know, they don't get travel. You know, and the 20th wealthiest Major League Baseball players, they have a net worth, um, you know, that, that's insanely up there. But, you know, at over 50 bill, I guess, or whatever. But it's like that's only the top 20 guys. You know, that's not all the guys all the way through. So, so just make sure that there's an understanding out there. Now politicians are in the mix, too, on this. 
to where baseball has a level of importance. And if Major League Baseball player, who, by the way, I heard rumored, Michael, turned down a 23% pay increase all the way up and down, if they can't figure it out with billionaire owners that are worried about luxury taxes, I don't know, man. I, I need both these guys to come to the table and say we're going to do it and we're not going to cancel more than a couple games. But I wouldn't be surprised if Major League Baseball owner is not afraid of canceling the entire season and I will absolutely lose it. Ed Nunez will join us after this alongside Leanne Moores. We're going to talk a lot of high school hoops for the remainder of this program as the tournament is coming up. I'm enjoying my New Mexico opinion on coffee. I do it every single day of my life. It's my favorite thing of all time. Also, thank you to John Lopez Real Estate for being the sponsor of the studio while we're on the road. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are live at O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights, but here's the thing, friend of the show. Van's not here on assignment for today. He'll be back tomorrow. I will not be here tomorrow. I'll be in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, broadcasting New Mexico Highlands baseball. Very excited to do that all weekend long, where I will have to see the Batman in Las Vegas, New Mexico by myself. Sad day. Joining me on the program, friend of the show, friend in real life, Ed Nunez of ProView Networks. Ed, how are you? Red, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming out. And uh, you realize how big of a celebrity you are here in town? You see how many heads turn when you walk into a place? Uh, Fred, man, I'm just trying to catch up to you and Van, That's, bro. Okay. That's, there's no way to catch up mm-hmm. to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a long way away from that. Alongside me and Ed, Leanne Moore, she's the athletic director over at La Cueva. And we're excited to have you here because uh, well, your, your girls and boys teams are doing something a little special here at the end of the year basketball-wise and the state tournament's coming up. Leanne, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. How is high school? What's the energy right now around basketball at Luquavo? What's the energy around the teams? And what's the energy now that uh, it's a little bit more, quote, unquote, normal than it has been in the last two years? Well, right there is what you just said. That was key. Yeah. We are finally having normal seasons. So fall had a normal season. Now winter having a normal season. And then spring will get their entire season, even though it was a little bit longer. Um, so the kids are just happy to be back. Um, and I believe their their parents and their fans, everything else, just happy that they're able to now compete. Ed, you've been able to call more than a couple of Quave games this season. I mean, they got some exceptional teams up there, and they got a chance to do something in this tournament. I was out there last week for the uh, district championship in the girls' game against Farmington and the boys' game against Sandia. I've actually had that game three times, Sandia and La Cueva. And we were just talking before we got on, and I really like your girls' team and your boys' team. Sebastian Noel brought up a good point on the seating and selection show. You know, they uh, said coordinated Volcano Vista and Las Cruces boys. Sebastian Noel thinks La Cueva could sneak in there. Uh, you remember, Volcano Vista beat them on a last-second shot by Jaquan Absolutely. Hill. So your, your boys' team, Exodus Ayers, what an amazing player. He's uh, phenomenal. Gabe Trujillo, Sed Yates, a great coach, and Brian Joyce. I think La Cueva, it's got some real chances. They said Yates had a great game last week. He Gabe, did. How, he did. how athletic is Gabe Trujillo? Gabe Trujillo, oh, he's one of our leaders, our senior, one of our seniors, and he just goes in. He's a big man that can make things happen inside. Talk to Brian Joyce for five minutes about basketball. The guy's an encyclopedia. Yes. yes. Uh, a former great player, I remember, at La Cueva. Great player, you know, co- uh, coached under Frank, uh, by Frank Castillo, mm-hmm. the former five-time winner. i got to always bring that up, Coach Castillo, the, <laughs> for a long time, the only coach he's La Cueva ever, ever had. But when I talked to him, I've known Coach Joyce for years. When I talked to him last year, I think we talked for 30 minutes about sets, traps, presses, everything he wanted to use, and he couldn't in a shortened season. And I think he's been able to do a lot of that this year. 
and that's something that he has brought to La Cueva. If you look at any position on that court, we we have strong positions. We don't have a weak spot there is. Um, and then also our subs that come in, they're, the kids are pretty much equal no matter where they go. So they are fun to watch. Well, uh, one more point to that, Fred, just one more, because, you know, you get me talking basketball, oh, Freddie, you and you are, know, it's a problem, man. But uh, – <laughs> Jacobson, the big man, Daniel Jacobson, six yes. ten sophomore. Wait yes. till he, you know, he makes a good play, a block shot, something. Every Devin Dyer, you mentioned the subs, Denton Claw, Isaiah Denton Claw off the bench. This is a team that we felt on Sunday. Again, Sebastian Well brought that up, and I think he made a good point on it. That could be, you know, everybody says volcano in Las Cruces. This is a tournament, and there's a reason why they play the games. Right, and, I think, and yeah. we only have two seniors, so this is a young team. We're going to see some good things from them in the next couple years. A as team well. trending on the uh, upward for sure. Absolutely. If this isn't correct, correct me on it, please. I believe the boys are 22 and three. I believe the girls are 19 and six. And I think, got it. and I think uh, it's you guys, and I think Sandia. Those are the only two schools. To, to have both programs in the, the end of the year. Is that correct? Or am volcano. I oh, and Volcano, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So APS, obviously, we're talking and, about here. And actually, I believe Las Cruces has both uh, boys well, and girls well, I mean, in. Good for them. I mean, it's good for them. Highland, it, Highland as well. And it, yes. Yeah. So, I, well, going, yeah. so, as we're, so as we're breaking them down, talk a little bit to me about La Cueva and kind of those lineage families, kind of those legacy, because there are, there are parents who have kids that are playing that played when they played at La Cueva, mm-hmm. and kind of what that does to both teams' cultures and why you're able to find so much success in both boys' and girls' athletics. Well, I think a lot of it also is people remain true to the school. I have, I believe, nine coaches of my I was going to say 21 sports, but a lot of them overlap that are actually graduates of La Cueva High School. Oh, how cool. So they, they bleed blue. They really care, and La Cueva means a lot to them, so they're willing to give back. And it's the same thing with the parents and their kids. They're, they're proud to have their kids follow in their footsteps. And those parents, I mean – they're many times over-involved. The Booster Club at La Cueva is, like, is a really impressive entity. Absolutely. Yeah, can you talk about like where that support, because it's not just support from the coach, it's not just support from the school, but it's support from the community. Can you kind of talk about the Holy Trinity that, that helps elevate these athletes to not just competition but success? Well, and keep in mind that it's just not success in athletics. It's success academically. If you look at our, our activities, they have a tremendous amount of success. These are people that are not willing to or not afraid of working hard, and you were able to reap the benefits from it. So we have parents that are willing to work hard, and they just pass that on to their kids. It's uh, absolutely the truth. I remember when La Cueva came on in 1986, right? Right. Uh, and Del Norte suffered a little bit as far as enrollment. El Dorado did as well. But what a, what a powerhouse, right? I mean, it, uh, Brandon Back, um, uh, Coach Pineda, yes. Coach Castillo. Uh, Coach Joyce now. But you mentioned something more important to me, academics. Academics, athletically, sure, there's success, and that's good. But academics are always going to carry the day. And I think you've established a good program there as well. And the way that I always talk about it to the parents and to the kids is academics is number one. That's the reason you're at school. Athletics and the success that we have is the icing on the cake. Right. Talk to me a little bit about, because this is a conversation I have regularly with friends of the show or my co-hosts who aren't currently here or anyone that's really involved in high school athletics. Talk to me about the importance of multi-sport athletes. Talk oh, it's, it's huge. Why Do you feel like it's been lost? Because I think there's a narrative out there. For some reason, you have to specialize. Agreed. And it's funny that you asked that. I was just having a conversation every day. With, with one of my athletes today who I asked, hey, are you going to run track? No, I'm not going to do it. Um, 
my dad wants me to concentrate on my other sport. And I said, you realize by running track, you're going to just be a better athlete. Yeah. And we've also have athletes who have come in thinking that they were soccer players or football players, and they end up getting scholarships in other sports because they, they try it. So just working different muscles, training differently, it, it just makes you better. And as you broadcast about a million games in your entire life, a lot of those high school games, it does feel like the multi-sport athlete who stands out, right? You know what? Uh, absolutely. You know, you've got you know Exodus Ayers, foot, uh, basketball and football, and there's a number of others. But, yes, and, and to your point, track is, is so important as far as developing the full development, right? Absolutely. And so, yes, I think you're absolutely right about that. And it used to be back in the day, at least when I played, Coach Holzman at Albuquerque High, you know, didn't want a lot of his players playing any other sport besides basketball. Right. So that's changed a lot. And I think you're right. The multi-sport athlete is uh, is is here to stay. And well, and I think to, yeah. I think you see it when you watch college or pro, and they go back to the players' high school days. It's very rare that you hear that they only played one sport. You hear they played baseball right. or they ran track or they did something else. So I, I, I obviously you were a pretty good athlete in, in your day, and Leon. I don't know your story completely, but I imagine you have a world of experience in sports. And I was a triathlete in high school, you know. And whenever you're growing up, you, you just want that exposure to everything. And and for me, with kids specifically, and we're going to talk about proving networks after the break a little bit because I think it's so very important to catalog all these games forever. I think it's so very important to hold on to these memories for as long as we can for these kids. But to me, when I was a youth, it was not necessarily the games. But it was not even necessarily the practices, but it was like the sleepovers and it was the birthday parties. And it was all those things that surrounded that. Can you talk about the fellowship of La Cueva athlete and and just how much enjoyment they have for each other outside of the game? Yeah, absolutely. And my goal for these kids, I know that the vast majority are not going to get college scholarships and Mm -hmm. they are not going to be playing competitively end up in the world of broadcasting like me and ed here (laughs) apparently me for the next few minutes (laughs) um but what i always hope that they come out with is these memories and lifelong friendships um i have some great coaches that do a great job with just how they bring a team together especially when you're talking on the girls side the girls really need that camaraderie Mm -hmm. between each other it's hard for girls to to play well together if they don't they don't have to be best friends but they have to have a common mission and that's why all of the team dinners and activities that they have are so important who are big supporters of that who who's supplying team dinner is it a team mom is it a business is down right Like, like who is there for la cueva athletes uh, most of the time, the parents. Yeah. So at the beginning of the season, they usually put together a list for team dinners. We're going to have team dinners on these dates. Who wants to sign up to do those? A lot of times they'll pick one house and there'll be two or three other parents that get involved and they share the getting the food there. And my thing when I was growing up was, uh, so I, I played I played the obvious ones, right? Baseball, basketball, I was a tennis guy, whatever, don't let don't laugh. I was a tennis guy. But it was, hey, yeah. you got the link, the <laughs> link That's some skills, too. That's some but, skills. Hey, I'll tell you what I always appreciate about the community I grew up in right outside of St. Louis, Missouri, was all the football players, they all worked for this guy's tree disposal company. Mm-hmm. All, all the baseball players, they all worked at the park and rec. All the, and it was, it was like because they, they already had teamwork. They already knew how to work together. And you would find oh, these, yeah. like, businesses and organizations that were like, oh, yeah, we actually want the soccer kids 
They already know how to work together. They already like each other. And you bring them in, and before you know, you get a lawnscaping company that does really well. I, I, La Cueva, I would say, I ran that sports and wellness for some years. And, like, the La Cueva kids would come in, and you would see them come in in, like, a group of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all athletes. Absolutely. And they'd all leave at the exact same time. That fellowship to me at La Cueva stands a little more different than it does some other places. Well, and isn't that what you want in a future employee? Yep. You want someone that's able to work with the team, able to look past themselves and and do what's good for the whole program, business, fill in the blank. Leanne, can you stick around for one more segment? Absolutely. Let's do this. Whenever we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance, I think, of probing networks, recording the games. And, by the way, the advancements in technology for high school sports over the last 10 years, we were putting out professional level every single night of the week. And to me, to be able to catalog of that and collect it, and also what I believe might be a sabotage for days remembered in the future. We're two men on live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I just ate some Irish egg rolls. Did you guys see those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to see them. <laughs> no, because I ate them so fast. <laughs> Gobbling them up. Live at O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. We're spotlighting the Cueva Bears. We're doing that with their athletic director, Leon Moores, and friend of the show, friend in real life, Ed Nunez, who knows more about high school hoops than anyone I know on the face of this entire planet as it relates to Albuquerque. We're talking off the air a little bit. You've been doing this for nine years now, Leanne? Yes, this okay. is my ninth year. Nine years, the athletic director of La Cueva. What's been, like, the biggest innovation you think you've seen in high school athletics? What do you think's been, like, the biggest change from when you started to where we currently are? Oh, uh, that's an interesting question. The follow-up is almost, and why is it social media? <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. But social media was around nine years ago, too. Um, you know what? I'm not really too sure how to answer that question. Um because nine years ago, we still had kids playing club sports, being involved, being involved year-round, whether it was just with a single sport or with um, multi-sports. Mm-hmm. And so that continues now. Um, definitely social media plays a big role in recruiting and getting your name out. So that obviously is, is good for the kids. Um, I know when social media started, the kids had a hard time understanding the repercussions that their words could possibly right. take if they took a negative um, stance on something or, or said something that they shouldn't have. So I think they have gotten smarter now knowing that they have to think before they press post. Yeah. And um, so they don't have that following them. Is that, is that a pretty regular conversation in your world, though, about student-athlete? Is it, is it hey, um, ex- this is just a fake example uh, – a, B, and C athlete were at a, a party, and they're making poor decisions, and it's on social media. The school has to react at that time, right? We do. Yeah. So it's not just La Cueva, but APS. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Right. APS has standards and rules on um, not just parties and partake, partaking in illegal substances, but in proximity as well. Oh, okay. And so a lot of my education with these kids is, you know, it doesn't matter if you put it to your lips or you swallowed it. Just being around there, that is enough to get you in trouble. But it's, not, it's not at your parents' Super Bowl party, right? No, okay. no. If you're with your parents and there's alcohol around there, the problem comes about is when you don't have adult supervision. Right. Our so. kids, and you, obviously you've been calling high school athletics forever. Tell me if I'm wrong, guys. 
are kids today smarter than they've ever been? Because kids today are smarter than when I was a kid, and that's for certain. Well, I think everything evolves, and I think they absolutely are more aware of a lot of different things that I know I'm not. You know, I'm a lot older, and some things that they will mention, I'm, it uh, it goes by me, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're a lot more savvy, but some of the things that you mentioned, kids still do. They're going to try absolutely. and get over, right? Because they're right. kids. And, and if you don't have adult supervision, I'll give you an example. We went on a trip with Highland, you know, back in the day to Las Cruces to play Las Cruces and Las Cruces Mayfield. Our coaches are nowhere to be seen. So what do you think is going to happen when 15- and 16-year-old you know, young men aren't supervised? Exactly. What did happen, right? <laughs> so thank God we came out alive. Nobody got hurt. But you, when you mention adult supervision, I think that's very important. Absolutely. Ed, you call a lot of games for ProView Networks. I call a lot of games for ProView Networks. LaCueva often featured on ProView Networks and the NFHS Network, which I think is a just tremendous innovation. Can use a little tweaking, if you ask me. <laughs> tremendous innovation. Talk to me about the importance of cataloging these kids' four years in athletics. Talk to me about what that means to them and their families. Get this, guys, forever. Right. And that, that obviously is the big picture. I think more so the um, – the advent of ProView or NFHS, mm-hmm. just being able to let people at home see. Not everyone lives in Albuquerque. Yep. So having grandparents, having family, being able to get online and watch their relatives play or friends play, I think is huge. Uh, you know what? It was huge last year when oh, the especially. pandemic, right? Absolutely. We got more views. And, you know, Steve Davis, uh, the president, does an absolutely great job out there with ProView Networks. I'd say one of the greatest innovators of high school sports ever in this state is Steve Davis. So last year, especially during you know during the pandemic when gyms were closed, mm-hmm. we had more views than we ever had. So I think that, uh, that part there, Fred, that you asked is hugely important. But do you feel like, I'll just use me as an example, when I was growing up, we didn't have a ProView Networks. Like all my high school games were played and then lost in the annals. Right. But when I retell the story, I was the best basketball player that ever lived, and I never missed a shot. And I was like, there's going to be some loss there, right? You can't go back and relive your high school game athlete today because there's a video telling you it wasn't quite the way you got it. I think there's going to be some loss there for some of these kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was the best catcher there was at Sandia High School my <laughs> senior year, which is pretty much true because I was the only catcher. Yep. But uh, I remember things, I'm sure, a whole lot differently than how they actually happened. The if you go to my mom's house right now, there's still like newspaper clippings galore and like a like a book that she macro made or whatever. Yeah. And and I'm like, mom, that's a really nice keepsake or whatever. But I know my mom today would be the one who has like the multiple DVDs burned of like every. Oh yeah. And that to me is such like a fun way for kids to be able to like just capture forever. I just to me so very important and so very crucial. Well, and uh, to pass on to future generations. Yeah. Well, and, and you know we talk a lot about. We were just talking with. UNM's uh, Deputy Director of Athletics, Dave Williams, about a project they're doing with Locker 505 to get back to the community a little bit. Kids are pretty cognizant now of the name, image, likeness, and they're pretty cognizant of the next opportunity. How do those uh, videos and highlights from ProView Networks, how do they help those kids like advance the next level? Are they able to use those as tools for college recruiting? Yes, absolutely. They're able to go on, make highlight tapes. Um, I mean, current times are always the best in getting things out continuously but we are seeing where these kids are able to make these highlight tapes able to send them to coaches Mm -hmm. post them on social media tag the different schools and just get different looks when a college does come to take a look at an athlete at Loquaiva, do they call you first? How, do, how does that process usually go? Usually every once in a while I'll get a phone call but more so they'll go through the coaches okay and organize through the coach 
So I, obviously I broadcast for New Mexico Highlands University. Ed broadcasts for Western. We, we talk a lot about the importance of New Mexico athlete being able to play, you know, the collegiate level in New Mexico. What kind of pride does La Cueva take in their athletes graduating to that next level? Oh, it, extreme amount. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still talking about A.J. Bramlett. And Friend of the show, A.J. Bramlett. Of course. Yeah. I, I have no doubt. <laughs> and Nick Spiegel and what they were able to accomplish once they got out of La Cueva through college, through their pro careers. Um, so every kid that walks on the court, walks on our field, is a foundation to what we have now. So right now we are coming up on 36 years of foundation. Oh, wow. And we don't want to forget about that because every athlete that has participated with La Cueva in some form or fashion has made that history. There's a real comfort level, I think, now with spectator and fan and those that attend athletics. And I don't mean just mean post-COVID. I mean the last five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about the evolution of fan and attendant? Can you talk a little bit about uh, parents and their level of excitement for their student-athlete in competition? Uh, just like you probably see in the rest of the world, have a lot of parents, or have some parents, I shouldn't say a lot, have some parents that maybe are living vicariously through their kid. Yeah. Um, but after saying that, i got to tell you, vast majority of my parents are great Tremendous, people. Tremendous, yeah. Support all of our programs, no matter what, what sport you're talking about. The parents step up, and we couldn't do it without them. And like so often when you have a negative experience, sometimes that negativity makes you think that something is a bigger problem than it really is. And even I have to take a step back and say, you know what, this is one parent, two parents. That in no way outweighs the other hundreds of parents that are doing what's right for their kids. Ed, you were telling me off the air you think La Cueva girls have a real shot at this tournament. Uh, more La Cueva boys. La Cueva girls, uh, I think they have a shot too. But Volcano Vista, we mentioned that the other night. Yep. They're very good. I've got them against um, Santa Fe tomorrow night. And Santa Fe comes in with a, they're 17-9. and nine, But Volcano Vista, we mentioned, has had running clocks for most of their games. That's yeah. They've been ahead. And it's going to be very tough to beat them. So I, I, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a uphill climb tomorrow night for Santa Fe. Boys are in the mix, though. They're in the, you know what? They're ranked number one. Uh, they, they're undefeated. Uh, the Volcano Vista boys, uh, the Cueva boys, uh, you mentioned, yes, they're yeah. the Cueva. They're definitely in the mix. I was so impressed. They, they did a district championship last Saturday against Sandia. They played very well, very well. So and, I think they're definitely in the mix. And West Mesa, is that who they have? Is that yes, correct? Yes, they play West Mesa on Saturday. Okay. Ooh. And when when we played Volcano Vista, I believe it was the third or fourth game of the year, Volcano Vista won on a last-second three-pointer. So it's, it's going to be a great game if we meet up again. I know we're up against it. Uh, State Wrestling and Swim also just wrapped. How did, did. How did La Cueva end the season in wrestling and swim, and how were those athletes? Swim, boys finished sixth, oh, if excellent. I remember yeah. correctly. Girls finished fourth, so they did a great job. Uh, wrestling had their best finish in 20 years with a second-place finish. Oh, heck yeah. And wrestling, I've never seen – a state tournament that close from first place to second place was about a nine point difference but then third was about two points behind second fourth was a point or two behind third so it was it was a phenomenal 
uh, meet. Leanne, if there is a friend of the show out there who either individually or through their organization wants to help the student athletes at La Cueva, what's the best bet for them to get a hold of you? If you go on our website, click on athletics on the left-hand side, it says contact the athletic director. And it actually says my my true first name, Lee Morris. So don't let that throw you off. <laughs> there we go. Leanne, thank you so very much for being a part of this. Thank you so very much for taking the time Thanks tonight. for having me. This is fun. Whenever we get back, me and Ed are going to wrap it up. Is we're gonna, Well, we're going to talk high school hoops. We're gonna, I'm going to try to make you talk WWE wrestling. <laughs> uh, we're just going to laugh a lot is what we're going to do up until 7 o'clock when we hand this thing over to the National. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Telling it like it is. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Uh, Joe Burrow did not finish in the top three. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Let's just be honest. This is not the most valuable player award. It's a stat award. And the people in the media that vote on the NBA MVP and the NFL MVP, they don't know what valuable means. The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays at 1 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. animal. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. Ladies, lose weight, improve your health, and eat great with Nutrisystem. Get our new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Beef and bean burritos, toasted ravioli, sesame beef, and broccoli. Easy to prepare and made in minutes. The secret? Advanced nutritional science that helps keep your blood sugar levels steady and you losing weight. With Nutrisystem, you get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks all delivered right to your door. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off all plans. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals. When the kids turn unholy, Harrelson's Own keeps my patience divine. Life can be chaotic, but Harrelson's Own CBD helps keep you calm through any storm. We make every bottle of Harrelson's Own from 100% organic CBD, hand harvested right from the farm. Our nano emulsified technology makes it so your body absorbs it immediately. So you start to feel it in seconds, not 60 minutes. It's actually one of the fastest acting CBDs on the market today. Some people take it for general well-being. For me, it just makes everything about my day a little better. It helps me relax. It helps me be there with my kids. Give your life a boost. So to sum it all up, 
You're going to feel the benefits quickly, love the way it feels, pay a fair price, and you're going to thank us for it. Give Harrelson Zone a try, from our family to yours. Go to HarrelsonCBD.com to order yours now. HarrelsonCBD.com. The Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce is the small business chamber of New Mexico with over a thousand members representing a diverse business community. Are you a creative thinker into creative economy or tech looking to help grow a woman-owned business? A young entrepreneur looking to expand your business? The Hispano Chamber's for you. Join today and experience all the benefits of membership and make your plans to be at La Noche Encantada, our state's largest black tie event, March 12th. There are only a few seats left. Visit ahcnm.org for more details. The Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce. Join, connect, thrive. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10. Smooth as ever. Smooth as ever. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Sports Animal. Back on the program, final 30 minutes. Leanne Moores has left us. She's already started rooting for her Bears in the state tournament. Ed, how you doing, my friend? You know, doing uh, well, Fred, again. I appreciate you having me on. I really do. This is fun stuff, right? Oh. There are worse jobs in the world. Yeah, exactly. I absolutely agree with that. So how many games are you calling this upcoming week? I've got uh, two tomorrow. Two got, tomorrow. No, I'm sorry. I've got uh, one tomorrow and then one Saturday, two this weekend. Okay. So I, I'm out of town on weekend. I'm in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. New Mexico Highlands Cowboys are making their first home stand of the year, baseball. And I'm having a lot of fun with that. But I feel like I'm missing out, man. Like the energy is only high school hoops right now. The uh, it's it's uh, it's been like that for a long time as far as New Mexico State basketball tournament. It's uh, a, a huge excitement. And remember, somebody brought this up to me. It, it's uh, first time we're gonna have a normal tournament in a while. They let fans in last year yeah. at a certain capacity. Then the year before, no fans. Right. So this is the first tournament we're gonna have where all the restrictions have been lifted. And and uh, you've seen the the way the state tournament is here and the excitement. You you feel it. You oh, do. I, I do. Even talking to Leanne, whose Bears are, are formidable opponents. She feels it. She's excited. So I've been involved with the high school basketball tournament as, as a spectator. You know, I coached at Highland, was able to walk down the ramp with Highland as a, as a coach, walk down as an official, uh, and now as a broadcaster. So I've been able to live a lot of good worlds in that pit, man. You know, I, I talk a lot. About, we talk about the growth of the show a lot, right? Because, you know, we started this program three years ago, and here we are going into year four and how very excited we are for it. But the, the first year, you know, we were just weekends. You know, we started during the summer mm-hmm. and we missed the tournament. And then it was the COVID year. And then it was the kind of coming back year. And this, to me, is like my first one. You know, this, to me, is like the most excitement I have seen from just, just individual on the street. Is it, It's like this every year, you're saying, though. Ed. No, it's, you know what? Um, a couple years ago, Santa Fe and uh, Volcano Vista, or Santa Fe and Atrisco Heritage played for the championship. And it was a back-and-forth affair. And and uh, finally, a Trisco Heritage won, but that was an exciting 5A final. Uh, last year, the Volcano Vista beat Sandia on the last second shot, the girls' championship. So you saw some great action, and there's so many memories, Fred, at that building of state tournament action from years past. Yeah. That's every player's goal is to go to the pit. When I, when I ran down in 1980, I remember that. There's 12,000 fans in the stands at, at the All-Star game, and you never forget that experience and running. To, everybody's goal is to make the pit. And i got to say this, too, though. When teams come there, it's a different shooting background. The ambiance is different. It's bigger. It's, a, it's bigger. And, and, and for a while there, your adrenaline, it gets away from you a little bit, and then you calm down. The game slows down. But when you first get there, any, any high school player, a boy or girl, that's their goal when they grow up is to make the pit. Well, and, you know, it sticks with them, too. I was, uh, you know I broadcast from New Mexico Highlands University. 
So they were playing UNM Lobos in a preseason, like, get-together kind of game or exhibition. Mm-hmm. between them. And uh, Desmond Carpenter, who's standout from New Mexico Highlands University, played at Cibola in right. high school. Uh, hey, by the way, second team RMAC. Congratulations mm-hmm. to him. Um, so I was talking to him before the game, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, the pit is like another level. He's like, he's like, I haven't forgot about it since high school. Like, it sticks with these young athletes forever because that's how, like, unique and impressive of, of just a facility that it is. Think about that uh, building. You know, you, you didn't see it when the mezzanine was here, and a lot of people have lamented getting rid of that mezzanine, uh, mezzanine right? Back in the day when the Lobos were really hot and good, you'd see 18,000 fans in that mez, and they changed it, and every, it is what it is now. But for a high school, when there's, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, Shiprock played Hope in the girls' championship. I remember. And Shiprock had 10,000 fans there. And I thought those fans had an effect on the game because, you know, when you got 10,000 fans cheering against you, some, some people kind of tend to, to lose their concentration. Understandable. Understandable. Oh, yeah. You're not used to seeing that kind of crowd. So there's been historic Shiprock travels well, Gallup travels well, Espanola Valley. If they're playing in the pit, wow. You know, so a couple of years ago I remember doing a game with the legendary Henry Tafoya championship. Yeah. Roswell. World of, world of talent. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, Roswell and, and uh, Espanola Valley. And the, the pit was sold out, 12,000 fans there. And, uh, yes, Espanola Valley won, and Henry and I were laughing because the Espanola coach was trying to dance with Sally Marquez. And Sally Marquez is trying to – it was so funny. But he was so, he's so excited. Yeah. You know, he, he's trying to dance with her, and she's trying to, like, try to do her duties. But there's a lot of great memories at University Arena, the pit, whatever you want to call it. Ed, as you've called games since I, – and I only, I only called one high school game this year, right? It's, it's been only college for me, and that's fine. But as you've called so many high school games this season – can you talk a little bit about, like, the energy that's returned to surrounding high school athletics since, like, the, the loosening of the mass mandate, since, like, the facilities have been starting to fill up? Does it fill up? Does it feel pre-COVID to you? Does it feel like that energy's back? Last Saturday, it definitely did. Yeah. At La Cueva, Farmington girls versus La Cueva girls, and Farmington traveled very well. They had two to one in there, again, yeah. with fans. So, yes, and then, then we don't mention this enough. You had the band there. You had the drill, you know, the, the drill team the and thing. the cheerleaders. Yep. And you know what? We talk about athletes, and we, we should, but the drill team and the cheerleaders and the band oh, work crucial. very, very hard. Yeah, they're, they're huge. The energy, yeah. yeah, There's that's the thing, too, about the high schools that do it really well in town. There's the action during play. That exists. But during stoppages, the high schools that have – cheer and they have band and they have all those like full immersement of enjoyment that is a full night out and i talk about this a lot too because you're probably like this as well you get a call from like a friend of yours and they're like hey i gotta go to that big high school game you got a ticket that ticket's five bucks right like you throw like i'm not going to give you a ticket to any high school game in town you will throw your five dollars at it because they deserve it because that goes to helping those young kids right and that to me what is it that's what it's all about Helping kids become, number one, the athlete that they can currently be, and if they aspire to be greater, assist them in that goal. And if they can't get to that level, at least you assisted them. You help these kids get there, and, and you're absolutely correct. If it's the, I can't do 13 backflips in a row, like the best cheerleader on whatever squad. You're going to laugh now. I used to cover cheer, uh, cheer and dance for ProView Networks, but since I knew nothing about it, I brought my cousin in who was a cheerleader at Albuquerque High. So smart. And she handled it. What do I know about backflips or the way they prepare or ribbons in the hair? Or I knew nothing about it. No. So, you know, I just say, Honestine, you tell us what's going on. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, but that's in it. it made me realize, Fred, how important that activity is and how hard they work, and it should be recognized and noticed for sure. I, to, there's no question to me that it's athleticism and that it's a sport. They have competition. Right. They have, they're competitive. They're, by the way, go on to do incre- – kids who are 
student athletes, kids who are cheerleaders, kids who are in band, kids that are involved in extracurriculars outside of just the classroom, they go on to do really cool stuff in life. And it's, and it's about having hobbies and interests that are outside, you know, what you're forced to do. And, and that, that's crucial to me. No, you know what, uh, you're, 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 I think athletics did that for me. I could have been a much better student. I oh, wasn't same, dumb. Same. Just lazy, right? I wanted <laughs> to be the class clown. Everybody's laughing, right? Yep. But uh, it, it made me, my, although my old man always told me this, my father, rest in peace, what a great man he was. If you get put in jail, don't call me. That's where you'll stay. <laughs> and I never did. I never did, but I would always remember that. So, uh, yes, uh, athletics did so much for me and so many more people. And you see that, right? You see that all uh, uh, when they couldn't play because of COVID. And they, there was, they were locked out for a while. There was, uh, last year at Western, we did one football game during the spring. Right. They didn't do anything at Western. They, everything they did was on the road. So it was good to see them come back. We had some good fans uh, support at Drags Court yeah. at Silver City. It was good to see that. You should have seen the football team. They would, uh, they would, <laughs> you know, they would uh, just heckle some of the other players. One guy was going to come over there and wanted to fight the uh, the, the fans. So you know, it's it's good to see some of that back. I mean, they, they calmed him down. Oh, of course. But it's good to see the, the normalcy. You mentioned that, and I think we're starting to see a return of some of that. Let's say let's take our final stoppage here. Uh, where do we get back to? I want to make sure we talk about Highlands High School because I know oh, yeah. you got. You know I'm gay. Yeah, you, you, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 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 repping with my uh, my it. polo. So um, yeah, I'm, we've got to talk about that. So we're definitely going to hit on that. We're going to hit one more time in the excitement of the tournament at the end of the year, and then uh, we'll laugh this one all the way up to seven o'clock. All right, sounds great to me. Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. I can't believe it. it's the final segment of the show. When we're live at O'Neill's, this thing flies by, right? You know, it really does. It really does. It has. It's packed out here, too, huh? What is Patio's filled up? Good to see. Good to see people out here. Yeah. we had a. It's fun at these things because, you know, we don't, I'm not wearing my mask right now. You're not wearing your mask. You know, we're on the mic. And, and like, some fi- friends of the show will come up and be like, oh, that's what you look like. Look, you, you got social media. You know what I look like. <laughs> what are you doing here, guy? Yeah. So. Hey, what's going on with your what's going on with your high school? What's going on with Highlands? You know, Highland High School, the number one team in 4A, has not won a championship in 50 years since 1972. Sounds due, uh, if you ask me. Championship appearances in '92 and '93, back to back in 2009 and 2020, just recently losing the Valley. So they were on a 15-game win streak. And you know, you mentioned leadership and camaraderie, and I was out at practice today. Oh, with, were you? Yeah, I was out at practice okay. with, uh, and I'm representing my Hornet shirt. Yep. You know, I was out with uh, and Coach Woody, Justin Woody. The coach there, he always lets me say a few things to the uh, team at the end of pra- uh, practice, which I appreciate. But i got to tell you this today. You know, you mentioned leadership, togetherness. Uh, fellowship. Guys enjoying yep. each other fellowship. And that's what I saw today. They, they've uh, 15-game win streak. Their last loss was against Rio Rancho in January. And they've got, you know, they put four basketballs on the floor in the middle there. That's how many games they have to win the championship, oh, right? Oh, cool. And one of my questions to them was, are you still hungry? Is the hunger still there? Because you got to finish the job, right? If they're the hunted because they're the number one seed. There's still work to do. But I'll tell you, I've been very impressed. If you think about Coach Woody, three wins in his first year. Now look where he's at. He's been in a state final in 2020 and on the cusp of winning a championship for the first time in 50 years. Remember, though, Fred, you got to finish the job. We've seen strange things happen in any tournament. So Highland's looking pretty good. I'm very happy about that. But so everybody knows when I do a pro view, broadcast i've got to be down the line for sure <laughs> you uh, lie no I, I have to be no i have to be you know because people are listening but uh yeah but now here at uh it's o'neill's uh on Wantabo, <laughs> i can tell you i hope highland wins the championship and uh you know it'd be, a, it'd be a great thing for the school and and you mentioned uh leadership and things like that yeah. and i think coach woody at highland has and his staff 
is an unbelievable well, staff. They've done a great job. Coach Woody has that reputation around town of uh, how can you universally be known as the nicest guy? Like, that's crazy to me. Everyone I talk to that talks about high school, that's the thing they always point about him. And it's, and it's I, mean, I mean, that's part of leadership. That's part of understanding everything outside the game. And, and to be able to set an example for the student athlete, um, yeah, they're doing tremendous over there. I don't know if you know, uh, my lady is a Hornet. My lady went to Yes, Highland. I remember you saying yeah. that. So I know, uh, yeah, she's, she's often plugged into that kind of stuff and excited about what's going on down there. But 22-3, and three, is that what they are? Yes. 10-0 and 0 at home. So, I mean, it looks like they got a chance. They, get, they got a real chance to get to the pit and have an opportunity to do really well when they get there. They've got me and Murrah tomorrow night, the 16th seed of the number one seed. And yeah. Coach Woody respects every team. He's got to prepare and get ready. But well, I, I think he, we all feel if Highland does it. Remember, the big thing for me is the, the El Gigante, Jose Morillo, in the middle, 6'9". He's got 76 blocks on the season. Oh, and I think that's a big defensive. When you have a defensive presence inside like that. That's three-point. Zero one box a game. Yeah, he's Are a, you kidding me? You know what? And my son, who went to the game last Saturday, said he had about five more. And so he's probably got eight, <laughs> over 80 blocks uh, on the uh, season. Yeah, unofficially, he's got 125. So <laughs> uh, Size matters. You know, we don't see a lot of 6'9 kids, right? No. And so he's mobile, he's active, and as I mentioned, he protects that rim very nicely for Highland. Love everything about that. Uh, I am busy tomorrow. Uh, Colorado Christian is visiting New Mexico Highlands University. I'll be up there for baseball. I know Van is going to make an effort. Uh, just real quick before we wrap the program up, senior night at the pit on Saturday, right? Senior night for UNM Lobos men's. Um, the seniors going out, uh, not as many as they've had historically in the past, but I know you watch a lot of Lobos basketball. It was a growing year, right? Is that how you feel about it? Because I had the hype at the beginning where I thought it might be more than what it was. But if I go back and look, I say there was a lot of growth here. I'll be there. I'll be there senior night. Yeah. So we've got a suite, so we're, we'll be there watching the game. And I think you're right. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Jethro Muscadin uh, quit. Vladimir Manuel decided not to play. And Emmanuel Quach got hurt. It hurt. It hurt the team. It hurt yeah. the size because they struggled to rebound. Uh, unbalanced floor sometimes as far as rebounding. But I think you're right. Look, here's the thing. We've got to give Coach Patino a chance. Have to. That's the way. They don't have money to keep hiring and firing and bring new people in. So, yes, uh, I think uh, Jalen House has had a great season. Jamal Mashburn uh, Jr. has had a great season. So I think there's hope for the future. Uh, Tovar looks good. I think Uh, uh, Jenkins has played well at at times. Uh, Singleton has had some moments. So there is some hope for the future. Look, I'm an optimist. Uh, But uh, uh, I've been a Lobo fan since 1970, a graduate in 1986. I'm always going to back the Lobo, so I'm hoping for better days. But I will be there at senior night on Saturday. The three seniors for the men, Saquon Singleton, who's from New York, probably won't have the most fans there in attendance. But Jordan Arroyo, who played at Atrisco Heritage, and then obviously uh, Clay Patterson, who's from Rio Rancho. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of celebration for the seniors on the way out, and I think it's going to be a real special evening and a real special moment for those guys. I think so too, and they've had some moments where they beat beat Wyoming, and then they uh, I thought they were going to go on the upward trend. Same. Then they had some bad losses, and I, I just think, like I said, we'll have to see what Coach Patino brings in in his uh, recruiting class in the off season. I've got some high hopes for Lobo basketball next season if i hadn't of kind of subscribed the way i did to what i thought it would be if you'd have told me 12 wins and and you know four of them in conference from the growth that i'd seen over the last two years previously as a fan i'd have been really excited for that and and i think i am excited for that growth but again the littlest level of uh not disappointment that's not the word but i allowed myself to get a little overhyped 
you're not the only one, and you wouldn't be the first one to say that you're guilty of that. Yeah. If you think talk about overhype in this town, talk about it. People will tell you uh, <laughs> Lobo fans are guilty of that all the time, right? We get a couple of good wins like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to get there. It's our year. And then sometimes reality sets in. Well, it set in after that. But, give, like I said, we got to give Coach Patino a chance. Well, and Coach Patino and his boys, they put up ten wins in the pit. I mean, if you went to the pit with the 17 games, I think they're ready, this will be the 18th one this weekend, you could there's a strong possibility you saw a win. Like, right. the Lobos were winning at home. You know, and tough on the road. I think it was, they were 2-9 and nine on the road or wherever they yeah. were. But it, it's, it's, hey, you got some guys that are figuring it out, and this time next year we're going to have a different conversation. And I'm excited. I think so. Yeah, yes, I think you're right. Super excited about that. Uh, obviously, I know you're a big football, Mark, as well. We had Danny Gonzalez on the program earlier. Does spring football get you excited, or are you only in basketball mode right now? No, you know what? It does get me excited. He recruited some new offensive linemen. I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's obvious that's where they lacked a lot of. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is in the, He says the, they look D1 up front. That's what that you had to improve that. Yeah, uh, a lot of quarterbacks got hurt. They, have, they didn't think about it. We haven't had a, a quarterback stay upright in many seasons. They've got they've gone through a lot of quarterbacks. So I think starting up front, they've got to strengthen up that offensive and defensive line. And he said he signed some good offensive linemen. I'm looking forward to no uh, spring football. My son and I went out there last year. Yeah. So yeah, spring football excites me. I'm a, I'm a Lobo fan, football fan since the '70s as well. And they always always haven't had the greatest seasons. But I think. Danny's our guy, man. I'm going to sit there and tell you that. Somebody asked me, do you think they'll give him another year? I think he's got another two or three years here. Oh, I, I hope he stays for a very long time. And uh, you, we see the, the gradual progression of Lobo football and improvement every year. That's what I'm looking forward to. What we haven't mentioned about you, Ed, uh, it's because you, you do so many things around town as they relate to athletics, the New Mexico games. So the New Mexico games should come back in full force this upcoming year, 2022. Should be an uninterrupted season uh, altogether for the New Mexico Games. What about being on the director, on the board of directors of the New Mexico Games has you excited? You know, it, uh, just being working with Andres Trujillo. Yeah. That guy's a, a mover, a driver. President. That's what excites me the most. And it will be, as you mentioned, uh, free and clear. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, we are very we are very much looking forward to that. Thank you to O'Neill's for hosting us today. We had an absolute blast with them. Thank you to Chisholm Trail RV who allowed us to be on the road with the mobile studio. That's the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. Obviously, New Mexico Pinon, who, I don't know, we saw Matt Brager was here earlier, president of New Mexico Pinon. He was out enjoying the festivities. Michael, did we miss anything today? And about covers it all. About covers it all. Ed, any final words before we let everyone go? Again, thanks so much for having me on, Fred. I really appreciate it. Good job, everyone. GG.